honestly, the Spider-Man properties that I've been most invested in have been the Spider-Man PS4 games, that yeah. series. And yeah. obviously, Spider-Verse. Oh, that's a good movie. Uh, that's some oh, good superhero. Yes. That's, that's good. some good stuff. The best, <laughs> the, the best Spider-Man movie, the best, possibly the best superhero movie. Yes. And one of the it's... greatest animated movies of all time. Oh, yeah, like 100%. Just top, 100%. top lists. Any, any list you can put it on, it's at the top of it. it yeah. And you want to talk about a good Gwen Stacy. That's a good Gwen Stacy. That's, <laughs> that's a good, good Spider Gwen. Gwen. <laughs> that's, that's a good Gwen Stacy, yeah. This is the Geek Live. We're talking about a different geek topic every other geek week. Uh, today we're talking about the best of 2021 because it is officially 2022 and we can finally look back at our past relationship now that we're all broken up, you know, and be like, was it a good relationship? Was it not? What were the nice parts? What were the bad parts? We're talking about 2021 movies, TV. I'm your host, Dimitri Pereira. I can't do it alone. So let me introduce my guests for today. Uh, to my right, if you're watching the live stream, uh, you can see her. Uh, we got JJ, aka Cat Lady JJ. JJ, how are you doing today? I'm doing okay. How are you? Uh, just the normal Dimitri. Nor Dimitri from 2021 kind of transferred into 2022. Thank you for having me again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's get down to the nitty gritty. Uh, we got JJ, we got Trevor, we got Mike. Uh, we're going to talk about the best of 2021. Uh, that's movies and TV. And we were kind of talking about it before we, we started where it's like the weird, like what, Jan like the cutoff is like January 1st, 2021 to December 31st, 2021. But like, uh, there's some things that kind of bleed over, right? Like, uh, I don't know, Trevor, you were saying something from well, last year? The, the, thing, the thing I specifically brought up was uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales on uh, the PlayStation. Um, and how it came out like uh, tail end of November 2020, but then I was saying right. like for me personally, I did, I bought it this year, so I didn't experience it until this year. But like just kind of like speaking to it, like how many people actually did experience that game uh, last year? Because you have the people who would have bought it at launch, who, like the diehards. Um, would have got it but then most people you have to assume would have gotten it as like a christmas present which means they have it for like a week before now you're into 2021 and so yeah there is like it's always weird like that stuff in november and december of the previous year because like life just happens and you just like kind of get to it a little bit late um like tv shows and video games i feel are that like movies i mean they're released when they're released and like you just kind of deal with it but uh, yeah i feel like tv and video games there's a little a lot of bleed over yeah it's a good point yeah um i got the miles morales game in like april for my birthday uh and so like i played it this year but also it seems like forever ago because this whole year yeah. has been like a two-parter yeah. of of it was 2020 part one and 2020 part two and like movie theaters opened up reluctantly this year. Uh, and then we got to see movies in theaters again, which was kind of cool, depending on your position uh, on that. And whether you even like theaters to begin with, I don't know. But um, what was your guys' first movie that you guys saw in theaters this year? Black Widow for me. 
That's fair. Yeah, I think it was. Um, no, I uh, was Godzilla vs. Kong. Yeah, that was before that. I, I saw that. Oh, I didn't. I saw that on HBO Max because it came out for free, and I was like, all right. I'll just you know, baby, I gotta see my Godzilla. It's it's on it's it's amongst my personal best of. <laughs> I uh, don't think I've been to the theater this year. At all. I don't think at no. All? Yeah. No, I didn't go back. Interesting. Just, so have you seen Spider-Man yet? I haven't yeah, so seen Spider-Man yet, no. Yeah, but, oh, well, I, it, I'm a bad I'm a bad media guy. I'm a bad nerd. I know I'm so behind. <laughs> Has, so it been, no, has it been spoiled spoiled to you like because i mean i like you like i just don't put that much stock in spoilers honestly like if i get spoiled on something it it doesn't really ruin my day i think that okay. a piece can kind of stand on its own without or like with or without spoilers um which is what my way of saying i'm late to the party too bad so sad if you want to discuss the movie freely that's a-okay with me you know how much do you know about it? How much do you? How much has it been spoiled to you? Um, like the 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 big big moment that happens that people are like, yeah, like obviously okay. I've seen right. Know, okay. That. Uh, here, here's the question: Does anyone here have any spoilers that they do not want? Like that they're they like even like Matrix Resurrections, which I just watched the first third last night. I'm cool with I'm cool with spoilers, but that's just mostly because you know. I mean, do, does anything earth-shattering happen in Boba Fett episode one? Because I've only watched like the first ten minutes or so. Uh, I don't earth think so. It's it's a setup episode. Yeah. Okay. Episode okay. Two. So, so. It's stuff stuff happens. Like I I feel like I already got the, the gist of it. Right. Just sort of reestablishing who he is and everything. That's so. it. It answers okay. questions from how he survived the pit, and then as yeah, but nothing like that's gonna. And why he's in that back the tank? Is we it, don't know he, that technically it, yet. Okay. Right? They haven't answered that, but it's almost like a healing uh, yeah. pod okay. for him okay. because he's been put through a lot of trauma. Yeah. Okay. Do, but do we think that he is like? I think he's dying. What do you, you think, think he's so? permanently attached so. to that, like in a Darth Vader sense? I think so. Or do you think it's a it's a one and done? Like he's because he, he's been gonna... he's been uh, out for it's been five years since Return of the Jedi, right? Within. This uh, yeah, five years. Mando, yeah, yeah. The Mando universe. Yeah. But so. but like the healing pod, I believe there it's gonna be a plot device to continue flash with the flashbacks. Mm-hmm. They, that's how they use yeah. it so far for body healing purposes and also to flashback to Camino and um Genosis and things like that. So but we yeah. don't necessarily know its purpose other than just he's he's in it and he's healing, but we don't he's know healing. if it's like he could be dying and this is what's keeping him alive. Is this like a, a, a dialysis machine that. or is it? So it, we don't know for sure why he's in that. It could be no, like it, Luke Skywalker, Empire Strikes Back. He just got attacked by the Wampa and they're just putting him in there for a little bit. Or it looks like he's in there every time he gets overwhelmed in the, or loses his battle and he gets well, injured. I so think he's getting I, weaker over time. You think but, so? I think so. But we have, I mean, huh. it's been established as canon by the people making this uh, show, or at least mm-hmm. uh, plausible deniability headcanon, that the old guy in Return of the Jedi, um, the old rebel guy with the beard, is actually Rex. Yes. 
So, well, don't have a, so there's no, like, clones can grow old. Yeah. Older than Boba Fett currently is. Right, right. But he's the only unaltered clone. Well, other than Omega, technically. Well, I mean, what if, what if he has some sort of, like, Norman Osborn in Amazing Spider-Man 2 disease? Right. Right, right, right. Some, so, some McGregor syndrome or something yeah. <laughs> that the Fets always have. Though, those be, I, that, I the, uh, that the altered yeah. clones didn't have. Yeah. I didn't see any discussion in Star Wars TikTok regarding the, the healing pod and, and whether he's actually slowly dying. That's actually concerning. <laughs> well, because now that I think of it, there is five years of flashbacks that we haven't seen. Like, we're Correct. seeing the Tusken Raiders flashbacks. And, then, and we're going to see more. And then we're gonna see more, and like mm-hmm. there's the current storyline that takes place five years later. So there's like so many flashbacks, right? I mean, it's like are, a are we ass- storytelling, yeah. Are we assuming it's like Oliver Queen level, like Lian Yu? Uh, <laughs> Somebody brought like, that up. Yeah. He gets, he gets, he leaves Tatooine for a little while, and then comes back. Like <laughs> they're definitely gonna flashback to him with Tusken Raiders even more. Especially after they take him in, mm. after yeah. he beats that Goro monster, which was yeah. crazy. God, yeah, I hate Tatooine so much. Okay, worst nah. planet. But Wait, like, I like. By the way, has Mike seen Boba Fett? No, I'm just nodding along. Okay. I'm just. Oh. <laughs> Are we spoiling so it? Are we spoiling? It I mean, Mike? I've only seen. I, I've I put only... no stock in spoilers. I'm no, good. I, I'm good. But really. also, Mike, there's like, nothing worth like Ten minutes, like I, I all like I didn't know that the, he defeats a monster, so that got like. Well, I mean, um, but you, no, you know he like, doesn't I, not defeat a monster, though, right? Well, also, like, I know they're, he's not going to die in the first episode, so whatever happens, like... Right. <laughs> uh, but no, it is, like, I love what the Disney Plus stuff has done, which we were talking about this before, like, it's just really expanded Tatooine, like, oh, yeah. specifically. But just also, like, the general, like, more... Dis- the Disney Star Wars, for as much as they really shanked the proper trilogy they uh really have delved into what it actually is like to live in star wars right Right. like i I, my first my one of my favorite moments from the the since disney's had it is just random stuff from uh rogue one like uh in the beginning when you see um uh jinn um uh she's like captured by the empire right. and like in a military uh convoy and you're just like oh yeah like you actually see what it looks like to have this military occupation and how the empire operates and like i just love that like we actually get into the nitty-gritty of living in this universe yeah uh i just want to do some shout outs uh to people in the audience we got marvelous johnny out there in the audience Hi, johnny Johnny, what's up? Uh, Johnny says he saw the Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. That was the first movie back in theaters that he saw. Uh, Matt Morey's out I'm there. Sorry. Matt says, <laughs> uh, I saw hit. Yeah, I saw Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard on a date. So, whatever. It was like you did. Um, it you was did or he no did. Is that I what did he's, that is. Oh, I you did. It. I did not go on a date with Johnny. I haven't been to Canada <laughs> recently. Uh, but you know, if Johnny's interested, we'll see how it goes. Uh, Matt Morey says, first one I saw was Quiet Place 2. Um, and, oh, oh, Johnny yeah. says, if not the Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard, that it might have been Free Guy. Um, and mm. uh, and then Johnny says, one day, 
as far as I don't know whether he's talking about for me coming to Canada or us going on a date. I don't I know. Think, I think he's saying both. 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 Uh, he's like I, he's not coming down to California for that a date. Needs to, that needs to be uh, a kink live stream. That oh, date. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, yeah. What I, I mean, I do want to travel around and like meet all the all the people that I've met, you know. Um, which is funny because Trevor and I don't live far from each other. I still have not met Trevor no. in person. Wow. So, like, you know, uh, an hour away. At most. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Um, he lives in the so, OC. Yeah, and he lives in the Where's LA. That? Yeah. Is that LA? Oh, there was man. an episode of the OC called the LA. Is they come up to Hollywood? Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, it's like right. a whole ordeal, and they meet um, uh, Colin Hanks. Is in that episode? Oh, oh, for because he was in Orange County, the movie. <laughs> no, because he well, unrelated. That might have been why he was cast, but he was like playing uh, like a, a fake version of Seth, like because they huh. had the 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 Valley was the show that was like making fun of the OC in the OC. Okay, and he was in the Valley. And they okay. like go to LA because there's like a Hollywood party that he's at. Okay. And so yeah, he's Colin Hanks is playing like a joke version of Adam Brody. Okay, fair. That's hilarious. I could talk about the OC. Yeah, all but day. we'll look we'll back to 2021 <laughs> instead of 2001 or whatever that is. He's like, oh, I mean, it. but why? Why? <laughs> why Those were simpler times. Yeah, uh, I'd much rather go back to 2005, first season of the, the OC. I, I remember, I remember when the OC came out when I was in high school, and mm -hmm. uh, Seth Seth liked comic books, and I liked comic books. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the main character in this. In my own, you know. But I wasn't. no, that's a good point. That's um, a good point. The OC did a lot for yeah, uh, paved the way for us to be here today. He was the way. adorable yeah. nerd. He was the adorable before that was the word. Yeah, established adorable. Yeah. He he also brought Chrismica into the mainstream. So you know, mm. I guess you know. Wins and losses. So much, overall. so much, so much, so uh, much has been added. To I want to know what your guys' best movie of 2021 was. What's or Ooh. or favorite? We're talking best, but best is relative. What was your favorite mm -hmm. movie of 2021? Um, I'm I don't know if Mike has one. I'm gonna open up to Mike first. I mean, but you have uh, HBO Max. You have you have streaming. You. It's not like you're a hermit or you're not doing anything. <laughs> you just haven't gone out. You've been safe. Yeah, uh, I I don't really know off the top of my head. I haven't seen a ton of movies this year or gone out of my way to see a lot of movies this year. Yeah. Um, I need to jog my memory as to what even came out this year. Uh, Johnny, Johnny's uh, not surprising me with his his pick. Johnny has, Johnny's pick is Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Because he has Johnny, seen it like 87 times. Right. Johnny's I been think. watching it at least <laughs> once per day ever since it came since out. Since it came out. Uh, and so that does not surprise me, Johnny. So I'm glad. It's a good movie. Oh, it's fantastic. Like, it's uh, so, yeah. If you follow you Johnny on TikTok, you'll see. You'll see all his TikTok on like Shang-Chi and everything. Um, but, this is uh, that good. Yeah. Uh, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to think of my pick while, while we're uh, while we're Free Guy is up there. Like, I think Free Guy is probably in my top five. Um, of original IP, mm -hmm. like, unadapted or anything, yeah, Free Guy was the best. Like, yeah. Free Guy was... 
I mean, but granted, it uses a lot of IP. Like, there literally is, right. like, the Captain America moment not only has the shield, the music, and Chris Evans in it. Right. But, like, it is an original idea. And yeah, I'd say Free Guy of the non-adapted things was, yeah. Uh, aside from, like, you know, actual movies like Come On, Come On or, like, French Dispatch or... Actual um, movies? You no, I agree. I agree with sorry, that. Martin, I agree sorry to Martin Scorsese the conversation. <laughs> yeah, kind of, uh, yeah. All right, uh, a, little bit of, a little bit elitist there. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, that's literally do elitist. not have an or actual movie except on my for Free Guy. <laughs> list. Do you think Scorsese would call Free Guy an actual film, though? The moment people start laughing at something, Scorsese is going to be like, not cinema. Yeah. You're supposed <laughs> to suffer. Right. He doesn't sound like that. Like if somebody does not get he shot in the wheezy. head, right? Like, if they're if they're not being brutalized, it's not cinema, right? I I feel like Scorsese misinterprets what Chekhov's gun is. It's <laughs> if there's a gun on screen and on stage, it's real. Not the gun is real, but the right, the, right. the production is real, and it's I mean, not real if there's no gun. And do you think he watched Punisher and was just like, this is it? <laughs> I would I would say Scorsese would say that Punisher is the closest to cinema that or I agree. The that now, any of those are. The newly re, uh, relevant Daredevil. I was gonna say same same thing. No, he probably no. would find Daredevil more um cinema. He would say powers powers would not make it, but Punisher with a gun would be That's cinema, true. like closer, right? Maybe. I don't know. It's it's dark. It's gritty. People are suffering, bleeding, dying. Yeah. Um, there's some trauma internal he, and external. Why he's, he's not even antagonist. He's not even uh, in the suit until sorry until the end of the last episode of the first season. Like, not until the closing moments. Wait, what'd you say? I said he's he not even in. The, he's not. In the, he's not in the suit. He's he's in his he's in his Frank yeah. Miller uh, ninja suit. Until right. oh, watching the, Frank the season Miller one the finale. Yeah. Oh, Daredevil! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Eh. I, I, I'm glad we're not we're not using the Scorsese uh, test for what's oh, yeah. the best of 2021. <laughs> but here's the thing: like, I, he has a right to feel that way, Mark yeah. Scorsese. He can say all those things. Right. What bothered me was really Scott and his little jab at millennials oh. and millennial culture. No, millennials. Like, <laughs> right like what do you say um oh yeah with our phones we can't pay attention what are you talking about i don't know if you guys yeah. nav the poet made a good point he's like no one breaks down scenes ips franchises uh lore anything like star wars marvel and dcu and comic comic book fans no one talks about it in more detail more attention than we do right. so what the heck are you talking about with the lack of attention span calling us all Distracted by our phones, it's, I'm like, dude, I have you, I have you always on VHS. What the f are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> what What I realized is he's just talking about like college kids and 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 eighteen year olds. Like those aren't millennials. Like he's Thank he's you. just he's so out of touch that yeah. he is misusing the term. He he thinks he is meaning to talk about like eighteen, sixteen, like the the kids the kids today. Which is like, yeah, millennials are like we're in our thirties and. 40s. We have well, I would say 40. We have we yeah. have kids. Uh, Is millennials like, 40s? Like, yeah. It's, uh, get, it, it's I mean it's I'm 35 and I am uh, a 35. Later millennial. So yeah. So. Yeah, I think it's getting to late 20s up to like late 30s, early 40s. I believe 93 is a cutoff. Somebody will have to correct me on it if I'm not. 80. But then it, but it's 4 93. 
Mm. Yeah, 84 is the year. 84 people are turning 38 next this year. Yeah. Yeah, good point. So, You're right. So pushing 40. Yeah. So yeah. So screw you. Ridley Scott, you don't even know who you're talking about. Like if you're, gonna uh, you're, you're totally right. Like, smack the, a generation. like we are like as uh, as much as like there is a a focus on I familiar IP and and maybe not the most original content. To your point, JJ, like there is no, there has never been a more film literate generation than us yeah and it's exactly. only getting more and more literate right um with kids um and, and the ability to like not only like decipher film and, and see the meaning of it right and understand uh visuals um can can mean different things and the composition of something can mean something yeah we, there is not a more film literate generation than us who also yes yeah, speak about it like right now we're going to do two hours deconstructing film if exactly. we ever get to it just yeah. off the top just off the top <laughs> of our heads whatever but it's funny <laughs> like oh millennials don't pay millennials don't pay attention yeah. i'm like literally i just spent two hours watching somebody decipher the type of cereal peter parker was eating and it wasn't eaten by dr yeah. strange in the universe like, yeah, anyway. also, yeah. <laughs> uh, screw, it, screw anyone who make like i've been speaking this it, this is my 10-year college uh at graduation year um or it just was 2021 was mm. and i was like obsessed with generational stuff when i was writing for the school newspaper because it was all like people attacking our generation at the time well yeah. it was just like because what's the problem with millennials not the problem but what happened to us is we were in terms of generational cycles and, and repeating cycles of stuff we were supposed to be the greatest generation we're supposed right. to be a generation along those same lines but then because of the, the financial crisis, 9-11, everything that's happened since then, we are now uh, on par with the gen the lost generation following World War One. Like all those sad fuckers yeah. <laughs> who ended up causing uh, World War II. Yeah. Like that's, uh, our generation got shifted because of all of the huge fucking things. And now COVID is just one more goddamn thing. Right. As our generation's kids are starting to go to school, like, that's the thing. like we get this bad rap because we were promised a whole bill of goods that by time we started being able to collect it, it started getting taken away. Speaking of bill and of goods, let's talk about the movies that came out in 2021. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You and I think we're starting a podcast. I think we're starting a podcast. This is a whole separate thing. I mean, it every really time is. I do a show, I'm always like, should I just create a whole new spinoff show based off of like whatever we like tangented on? Uh, again, a lot of movies came out this year, right? Obviously, most recently, Spider-Man No Way Home. There was West Side Story, Matrix Resurrections, Dune. Like, House of Gucci. Somebody in the comments brought up House of Gucci. Uh, and, like, somebody, uh, you know, uh, who blames... Somebody blames cell phones for not no one watching House of Gucci. But I don't feel like it's cell phones' problem that, you know, that we didn't watch House of Gucci. But there's no, like you a released lot it on a, of movies. You released it through a studio that didn't have a good streaming platform to release it on when right. people didn't want to go to the movie theater. Right. <laughs> but we also have like movies like Zack Snyder's Justice League, that four-hour, oh, yeah. you know, Snyder Fest. Like, there was a lot of movies. Space Jam 2 came out. Oh, yeah, that, you know, I have no know? desire to see it. I didn't see it. I, I saw, saw the Rick and Morty being in it, and I was like, I'm good. I don't yeah. need. I, I do such... need. 
I, I saw such good memories with Michael Jordan one. I just could not erase those feelings back in the day. I just, I can't. I, I watched it. I went into it knowing that, like, will my nostalgia blind me? So I watched it, and then I tried to compare the two. And I, taking nostalgia out of the fact, like, Space Jam 1 versus Space Jam 2, Space uh -huh. Jam 1 has actual funny human characters in Space Jam 1. But Space Jam 2 does not have any funny human game. It's just LeBron and uh, Don Cheadle, like it seems. And, and right. his son. Right. Like from the trailer, that's what it seems like it is. Right, like, yeah. They even bring in like a sidekick to LeBron, but like he is not funny and he barely says anything. And I'm, I'm guessing he had lines cut because he seemed yeah. like the type of character that would improvise lines. They should have brought in Bill Hader as like his yeah. like assistant or like manager or something right. because they already have that pre-established chemistry from Trainwreck. Right. The Sarah like Silverman's in it, yeah. but she didn't do anything. Yeah. You know, what I don't know ways. if you guys saw <laughs> Space Jam 2. Did you guys see it? I did not, no. I have oh. no desire. To, no desire. After the clips I saw online, yeah. I just, it felt very like, hey, you've seen this thing, you've seen this thing, you've seen this thing, and it's yeah. like that. Like, Space Jam 1 was obviously some manner of cash grab. It was a big, like, you know, it was an it was advert. A commercial. Like, it was the original Ted things, Lasso. But, like, it still <laughs> yeah. has that novelty and that kind of, like, effort of, like, hey, it's Looney Tunes, it's basketball, we're going to have fun, we're going to, you know, do stuff that's interesting and not travel throughout the whole Warner Brothers universe and a thing that's supposed to be like, hey, look at all these fun things, but it's actually like, oh my God, one entity owns all of these things? That's terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I can think about for the rest of the movie. Yeah. Good uh, point. It was, it was kind of two movies in one, and the first part of the movie would have been cool because essentially the plot of the first part of the movie is that the Looney Tunes broke up and they have to bring the band back together through the multiverse. Mm -hmm. That is the Warner Brothers multiverse. And so like, that was kind of a cool idea, but then they also have them playing a basketball game. And yeah. why not, like, yeah, why not give the Looney Tunes like a, the, I would love to see like the Looney Tunes get like a Jason Siegel Muppets. Right. Style. <laughs> like, it's like, Yes, yeah. it, it, those characters need to be updated for the modern age. And you see, like the 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 HBO Max Looney Tunes cartoons are they're all right, um, but it it they the stuff needs to be like adapted, but like it also needs to be created by people who understand it and love it. And I don't right. think that's happening with that IP. It was an Looney uphill Tunes. battle. It's like, it's, yeah. it was like people don't kids don't care about the Looney Tunes anymore. No. Yeah, like, they barely don't... cared about it. When we at the first Space Jam, but they got the same care. thing. Like that was a boom. That I was. I mean, but also like I literally have right a Tweety's animation set. Right. Like I love the Looney Tunes, and even I was kind of tepid about Space Jam when it first came out because they did my guy Tweety dirty, <laughs> barely in it, and they did it again. I know they did it again. Yeah. Well, I mean, like a, Tweety I, can't I, play I ball that well. Come on. Like, yeah, you're you're picking a game where literally like a couple of your characters can't even play it. Like Tweety can't play it. Speedy Gonzalez, like how like how is he gonna shoot a ball? He like, can't dribble. He, yeah, you know, he's always he's always traveling. Traveling. It's ableist. Space Jam is an ableist uh, series. I don't like it. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I was gonna say I was living in a, I was living in Eastern Europe when Space Jam came out. 
you guys do not understand the hype over Space Jam over there, over Looney Tunes, Michael Jordan and the Bulls in particular, because they're almost iconic and so tied into the American culture and everybody outside of it, especially in Eastern Europe, loves to consume that. So mm. the fact that you slap his face and like Bugs Bunny, it that's all people talk about for a year. Like it felt like we were just like joining the civilization at that point. It was huge. And I have like a lot of good memories tied to it because it was such a moment, at least where I was from. So yeah. I just want to share that. I was yeah. happy when that came out. Uh, Mike was going to say something? I was just going to say, like, on the topic of, like, oh, kids didn't even care about the Looney Tunes back in the 90s. Like, it, it'll be interesting to look back on this attempted Looney Tunes rebrand, reboot, I don't know, in comparison to a lot of other, I would argue, more interesting attempts from decades past, whether it's, like, the weird space one where they were superheroes. I think that was a 90s Looney, Lunatics oh, Unleashed. Yeah. Yeah, 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 no, that, that was, was like it. a 2000s. Yeah, that was probably 2000s. Because the, yeah, like the, the 90s, the, I mean, the 90s was when you had, you did have the Sylvester last sort of mysteries. We had Sylvester Tweety yeah. Mysteries, but you also had like Animaniacs and Tiny Toons, which yeah. actively oh, yeah. built on and paid homage to the like comedy of the Looney Tunes. And yeah. so, yeah, like the 90s did have that, but at the same time, it's just like they were like, still old at that point and that and like yeah. and also like second tier because it's like warner brothers yeah. as as good as it is is always second to disney the point and so I, you I, have these... I oh i disagree as characters go the mickey mouse characters versus the bugs bunny characters like the looney tunes beat but then disney has the bigger all everything else by the way sorry yeah. i just wanted to 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 show off this because hey. JJ, JJ has the same shirt, and I was like, oh, oh nice. I had to get this specially nice. made. I don't know that is JJ. A... Well, then, oh, I, I mean, can't remember. We... I got this when the movie came out the day oh, after yeah? it, so I can't remember where I got I, I got shirt. this made for Halloween because I did Rick Flagg's costume for Halloween. I love it. I love it. Um, we can get into it because as much as it pains me to not have Spider-Man No Way Home as my number one, I will say the best nerd movie is The Suicide Squad. Okay. Did everybody did not see it? I did not see it. I need to. I know. Oh I'm my mad. God, I'm going to get you an eight. I, I, I'm I said get you an I thought I watched account. a reasonable gonna... amount, but I have, <laughs> I have big blind spots. I will say that now. Like, if you had an HBO Max account, would you watch a bunch of stuff? Probably, yeah. Then we'll we'll talk afterwards, Mike. Yeah, we're going to do We're going to all pitch it. It just, because it, it just, it just got re-added to HBO Max. Like now yep. it's like part it's of first... like out of like the the their now release uh plan of like the first month it is on HBO Max and in theaters. It's right, like right, back right. in the like actual circulation. Now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the Suicide Squad is one of my top five of this year. Same. Definitely. Same. Definitely. Oh. The, it's my number oh. one. It's is, is it's it just absolute number, number one, one, Trevor? Absolute number one. Like Really? I didn't see it. I didn't I did not see it in a theater. I just immediately had to like digest it. Like I didn't want to wait. Like I just put it on HBO Max like the moment it came out, like at midnight. Oh. So I love I James Gunn is yeah. uh a a I I would say especially in the the lead up to what drove him to the Suicide Squad, like has become somebody who's like somebody I look up to, like an actual hero. 
And I just think the Suicide Squad was just so amazing. Just like uh, reverence to the comic books, which is something we always look for um, as fans, um, but also like giving it like an act, it's like an actual movie. Like it's, and like the emotional growth, like the character growth, like the, the, that, the heart right. of it. Like I just, like I literally have it paused right now at the Harley Quinn uh, escapes from uh, torture yeah. scene. Is like literally at the start. Of, Is that what? It, that's the Corte Maltese. Right? Yeah. Corte Maltese uh, with the yeah. Corte Maltesians. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but um, before this is the scene with uh, Ratcatcher 2 and uh, Deadshot. Oh, God, what a character that uh, was. Or Bloodsport, sorry, sorry. Bloodsport. Um, yeah, yeah, it's just such, such an amazing um just moment between the two of them but then also just like the staging of it um utilizing the car window as a basically as a comic book panel to illustrate the flashback of showing uh ratcatcher one and her and ratcatcher two's childhood which Um, was taika waititi yeah taika waititi also did not know it was taika waititi until the like actual flashback at the end yeah like he's un he's oh, unrecognizable. That made me cry. That, that yeah, last, that was that flashback like on the on the tower. I'm like and like how and, does this and, movie have so much heart? For Mar- being and, so violent as yeah, it was. Yeah. It really was violent. Very, 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 very violent. Casually violent. One of Casually. my favorite <laughs> one of my favorite scenes, one of my favorite moments is uh uh peacemaker he just has his axe and he's just like and just yeah. like not even looking at a guy just axes him yeah. just chops him yeah. and it's just like so casual and then like the confrontation of these people were on the same side as them if they had like taken the time to talk to them yeah and like the but it's not it's it's played for last but it's not played right the seriousness of it yeah is it because it the situation is so dire? It's just like I'd make it. The um the leader says I'd make a deal with the devil. You guys just I, I should kill you all, but it's too big. We have to keep going. Yeah, I have a hot I have a hot take, and yeah. this may get me in trouble with the nerds. <laughs> I've always had issues with Marvel movies using humor as a way to make fans feel good. You know, don't worry, nothing bad is going to happen. Or some fun, yeah. Un- completely undermines attention to mm-hmm. me. James Gunn is almost masterful at an ensemble sort of um, either whether a comedy or an action, whatever you're making. And the comedy in the Suicide Squad, to your point, it never, you always feel like they're at constant danger at any minute. No matter how many jokes are thrown out there, somebody will die a second later. With Marvel, I never get that dread. I don't feel like somebody's going to die at any given moment. Right. So You realize they're, me, make, they're, they're making jokes because they are literally staring face in the death. Or it did, right, and it works. This is the humor that works. Yeah, it just works. In right. at least in DC, in this and in, in this particular movie, because that was one issue that I always had with Marvel. They undermine villains all the time, and they did it in Spider-Man when uh, they made fun of his name, Doc Ock's name, when they were starting laughing mm-hmm. at him. That scene I did not like. I'm like, Doc Ock is a serious character. You know what I mean? If you remember old Spider-Man yeah. movies, his wife dies. Tommy McGuire never fucking made fun of his name. Thank you. I thank you so much. I said the same thing, and I'm like, yeah, that scene did not work for me. Marvel does this too much. Yeah. Well, and sorry, sorry, Michael. Uh, when Toby is stabbed, like 
Oh the, the, yeah, it's a very tense moment when he, right. he pre pre prevents Peter uh, when he prevents Tom Holland from uh, committing murder, and then he's stabbed and it's tense and just like, is he gonna die? And I then, thought he, I thought he was. And, but too. then it was like, as soon, he's like, I've been stabbed before. And they, the moment <laughs> he makes a joke, you're just like, oh, he's not gonna die. They're, yeah. they're not. He's, there's no danger at all. Right. None. He's going they, to live through it. Yeah. Um, okay, you're, being, you're being tapped on the back the entire time by the director. Don't worry, nothing bad happens here. So, and yes. I feel that. I almost feel that in the air by the director. So what's one huge gripe I have about Marvel movies? They're just too much humor undermine their tension and danger. Right. So, but you're right. It's a good point about Spider-Man and the. Well, and not even tension and danger, just emotional moments. Like yeah, like like Marvel in a lot of frustrating ways seems unwilling or scared to be challenging in any way to the viewer you know not to sound like elitist or whatever but right. that's no, just no. the the that's just the way of it they're blockbuster no, no, you're movies right. they're roller coasters they're attractions you feel good but as someone walking into a movie who is invested in these characters and everything you kind of want a little bit more meat but they constantly undercut 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 and yeah it wears away at you especially after over a decade of the same type of programming with this similar type of tone right yeah no, I, uh, uh, like, I don't Johnny I, sorry real quick Johnny in the comments says that the only time he feels that they didn't do this was Eternals and Shang-Chi he's uh, right and well, and, I, I would I mean I would say Eternals, I would say Eternals and, yeah but, but Shang-Chi I think had moments of comedy that I don't well, I don't know if this is Tom Holland's commitment because he's involved in both scenes, but like I think two of the only times that they really haven't undermined stuff is Tony Stark's death and sorry, Michael, uh, Aunt May. Those those two moments, like I really feel like Aunt May's death was not undermined right. in the moment of it happening. Right, there was oh, yeah, that happened, and and even like stuff afterwards did not seem to undercut it either. And I think I the think same so. with. Tony Stark, they handled both of those well, but yeah, but then there's other the, stuff the, like the big deaths. Yeah. The big the huge losses with Tony and Aunt May. And somebody said I was happy like before because I was really diligent. I did not get this movie spoiled to me at all. Yeah. So I oh, was yeah. I was oh, like a hawk, aggressively anti-spoiler on it. <laughs> yeah. So I was like avoiding everybody's <laughs> Sorry, video Michael. on TikTok. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I, but the Aunt May felt real I, yeah that's the right word but yeah. i'll i'm gonna agree with johnny shang chi and eternals they've handled their sense of humor way better than most marvel movies in my opinion yeah. but the only thing in shang chi i thought the sister would die that shaoling was gonna die when they were on the dragon oh. but even that moment like you feel like this character might actually die even though she didn't but you feel it like with a lot of the movies i don't have that feeling i never have that gut feeling is am i gonna lose this person here yeah. That was the first time I felt it in a long time with Shaoling. So yeah. uh Mike, I want to know what movie or TV like ranks up very high for you for 2021. And we could do TV um, as well. Because uh uh there was a lot of TV that came out this year. Mm. Uh, I, I can I can pull out a movie before we jump into TV yeah. because I definitely watched a lot more of that this year. Um yeah. but I'll throw out uh what uh is it called Washington Heights? No, it's in the Heights. In the in Heights. The Heights. Uh yeah, really enjoyed it. Uh, very memorable as I flubbed the, you know, title of it, but <laughs> it, it's it's great. It's a Lynn musical. It's a very 
competent and often like just very good movie musical, which is rare a lot of the time. Although I've heard amazing things about Tick, Tick, Boom, uh, which I need to get around to seeing. Yeah, but, me too. Yeah, it's nice to see a good music, movie musical, unlike the other one that released, the big one with the sad boy in the blue shirt. Oh, dear Evan Hansen. Oh, I was like, oh, I never a second. You're, yeah, you're about to talk shit about West Side Story. I'm like, I don't know no. if it's good or not. Or like, I well, I thought you were talking shit about Hamilton. I thought you were, I thought you were talking Hamilton. I'm like, who is? What is? We were all confused there. Please uh, sorry, I should have been Jenny clearer. Nicholson's I was building breakdown up. of that one. Please tell me you watched it. Jenny uh, Nicholson's breakdown of. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I, I didn't. That movie, that that movie being made for her to. To break it down might be worth it. It's okay. that good. She's amazing. <laughs> the, okay, be, be, before we start shitting on it, because I do want to shit on it. Um, <laughs> the point I do want to, uh, uh, Michael Chabinski, who uh, the director of it, who directed uh, and wrote the original Perks of Being a Wallflower, he did say he wanted to make sure, like, um, Ben Platt's, like, original, like, performance as um evan hansen is like so moving like the original broadway one is so moving that he wanted to make sure that there was some lasting document it's like okay i understand that and that is very noble <laughs> but <laughs> you see him today right you put yeah. him in the wig you saw him you did tests like and you pushed okay go yeah Right. Yeah, the, the original cast recording CD is his it should be his legacy. Like yeah. Broadway should also just film things and release them more. That would be yeah. really cool. Like yeah, well, like they did with Hamilton, yeah. which was awesome. Oh, like God. I I I kind of avoided Hamilton, but then when I saw it, same like, like that. Oh, I get it. I, I was mostly mad because I couldn't why get everyone's tickets. obsessed with this. Yeah, 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 I was mostly mad. I couldn't get tickets. They were too expensive. I'm like, it's probably terrible. You know that, yeah. like, the grapes I, are not delicious anyways, yeah. uh, old yeah. lifestyle. But then I saw right. it. I was crying for two hours. I couldn't stop crying. It was so that good. good. I just don't understand how it makes any business sense even to not record these things. And by the time that, like, it's going to be off-Broadway, it's going to, you know, people aren't going to be seeing it, that you can just release it so more people can see it. It'll get more popular. And I, presumably I mean, make more money. It, but it is also the fact of it does de diminish uh, the touring company's sort of point. Yeah. Yeah. If yeah. there is a like quote definitive version of it, then it's like, oh well, then why the fuck am I going to go see it at the Pantages with the touring company? So I, I understand like it, it, theater is a, a living organism, and and mm -hmm. filming it sort of diminishes that. But at the same time, like. I love the fact that Oh Hello is on Netflix and we can watch that forever. Yeah. But it's also like, but at the same time, I'm never going to see Oh Hello put up by like some college with two <laughs> kids being Nick Kroll and John Mulaney. Right. You know, you know, there's some high school yeah. talent show out there that has done that, right? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, no, some kid, some kid in the Midwest who who, who has talent but has no way of channeling it, right? In his podunk town, has been doing a Gil Faison or George St. Geeglin impression with his buddy, <laughs> yes, for sure, 100%. Yeah, and I get it. Uh, I mean, that's what we do in high, that's what we do in high school, uh, yeah. you know. Um, I, I, I'm trying to think of like non geek related stuff that came out this year because again there was a lot of stuff like okay uh 
Squid Game. Did we all watch Squid Game? Oh God, yes. yeah. Uh, like, I had to take yeah. breaks. I, Talk I, about I a had phenomenon. to physically take breaks. Yeah. Oh yeah. Why? It was dark. I didn't think it was going to be that dark because I went into it unknowing that people were talking about it. I thought it was just something random. All of a sudden, people started getting massacred at the end of the episode. Yeah. And I had to shut off Netflix. And I'm like, what is this? It was it was really dark. But it was I was amazing. waiting for the massacre to happen. I was like, I was like, really? Too much. Well, because like, what's the penalty? Where I'm waiting, yeah. I'm waiting. Yeah. And then it's like, boom. And then I'm like, okay, now shit gets real. Like, I was oh, waiting yeah. for those characters' reactions as they looked at death, right? Um, well, and, I almost was, wish I recorded my face because I didn't know that was going to happen. <laughs> really? I mean, I've been trying to... I, I have no, no clue, honestly. I was, I'm trying to be a little more conscious of spoilers because yeah. it, watching Spider-Man... The thing is, I knew about the three coming in. I'm sorry. Everybody knew this movie so yeah, you so couldn't have I knew it was possible. Right. I knew it was right. more than likely going to happen, but I would not... I went in with so low expectations for No Way Home. Right. And yeah. um, I did not know about Aunt May. That was a shock. Like oh, that, no yeah. one spoiled that. Oh yeah, me, I right? had no idea about that. Mm-hmm. So that was good. So with the Squid Games, all I hear was the hype. Everybody's talking about it, but I have no clue what it's about. So once you put the first episode in, and all of a sudden, and I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> Trigger warning, please. Yeah. It was it was interesting. They're bringing I, season two, right? I, I mean, I, believe, I don't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Has it been actually said they're going to do a Squid Game season two? I, I, I think so. so. Okay. Okay. They're not. Netflix is not going to miss that train. But I think they also. What's that? uh, Hellbound or something. The 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 one the other Korean show that sort of popped up for a second. It became a thing like after Squid. Like everyone was just like, "Oh, Korean shows. What else is there?" Right. And that sort of popped in. Um, But that's what I like. That like, what's been cool is like now we're as much as everyone's talking about like same, 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 same. Now, like stuff is like Korean shows and Korean storytelling as entering our mainstream. It's the and... willingness to read subtitles. That's what's yeah. changing people. Uh, That's it. Parasite and, and Squid Game, sure, it's a one-two punch and it just so happens to be Korean cinema, but we could take the lessons learned and move it to like other you, know. you also keep, you also have to keep something in mind. K-pop has been huge re- outside of America, and then all of a sudden it bled into the culture here, and it's yeah. everywhere. And then yeah. I know this isn't like nerdy content, but Korean um, uh, romance dramas, yeah, huge. They're massive. Like I've seen yeah. a bunch, and they have a huge appeal to them, just the way they tell their stories. Like so, this does not surprise me that people are actually picking up on foreign properties and sort of maybe reading subtitles for like i grew up with subtitles it's just it's how it is it's part yeah. of my culture so well, it's like yeah and uh, i gotta I give think... it up to netflix by the way i feel like for... netflix moved the needle when it comes to subtitles 100 percent uh uh and sorry because uh, they, they get a lot of international stuff and my mom watches a lot of like international shows with english subtitles just to be just to, to digest those international stories sorry trevor I was just gonna, like, but just even the culture of uh, America has changed with like the way we intake social media and like TikTok right. is very uh, text heavy, despite all the dances and everything like that. So I think just uh, American culture has also acclimated to finally not being assholes and like I can read subtitles. Like no, that's uh, a good point. Yeah. I was just watching. Uh, 
the Sean Parker scene from Social Network with Justin Timberlake, where he says, "What's cooler than a million? A billion dollars." <laughs> but, but they talk. But they talk about Fucking their. their Sorry, Ken. They talk Sorry. about their uh, the strategy they used on Baylor uh, in Texas, the the college there, and how they they couldn't get in, and so what they did is they just populated. They got in on all the campuses around it, um, and then finally everyone. Uh, in Baylor, seeing all their friends at the other places around it. I think that's also kind of like America is sort of, now that we're becoming more globally conscious and aware, we're seeing like, oh, this is how a lot of the rest of the world operates and pulling it in. Um, and, and keep it like, I'm gonna bring up Parasite like you did Dimitri earlier. Um, yeah. The Academy Awards last year, they included Parasite in their main category, not foreign, yeah. which has always been sort of a divide between uh, American movies versus foreign movies. Now yeah. they're actually bleeding in those categories together, which they should. I mean, so I think that helps too. And uh, you brought up Netflix, like there's so much foreign um, entertainment on Netflix, a lot of Turkish shows, Latin American, Indian, you can literally search for, there's tons of dramas yeah. out there. They're either dubbed or subtitled or something. I mean. To me, Netflix is sort of paving the way to bringing all that multicultural back into the mainstream here, which is awesome, I, the, I think. The only reason Netflix does it now is because they, they got all their, their IPs taken away by those the studios. They start That's investing it. in international movies and TV, which is interesting the way the dominoes kind of knock everything over is because the these big studios created their own streaming services, now Americans are a little bit more used to reading subtitles. It's such a crazy domino like effect, it is, you know? Right. But, That's a good point about the IPs being taken away. So they're dipping their toes into other markets that they right. know that they, they can profit from, which again, whatever brings more of those foreign dramas to here, I'm down, like, right. I'm well, not gonna that, complain. Yeah, that was uh, one of the best shows I watched this year. Um, although I know it wrapped up, I think 2020 was Dark from Germany. Oh yeah, that's- never, Oh, friggin' oh. good. It's freaky. so good. It's um, it's such a mind fuck. It's yeah. crazy. Oh, it's so good, but I, I kind of to your point, like it's, it's just back to the idea of everything in America is just known IPs, and so mm -hmm. since now that all these studios have taken all their known IPs away from Netflix, they're like, yeah, well, what else is there? Well, there's foreign language stuff where yeah, it worked in these other countries, so let's just bring them over here and just um and put them on like so it's that same mentality that's getting us like marvel movies and marvel shows and star wars and everything over and over and over and over again but just applied to like the foreign market right a lot of a lot of people don't know this game of thrones season um last season the finale was the most tweeted episode in the history of television and social media it was tweeted Once... more than i love lucy Yep. I'm yeah. just joking. I mean, just gonna... <laughs> Nobody tweeted about the, the series finale of MASH? What? Can you imagine that? <laughs> but we're talking modern era. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there's one TV show that broke that record uh, this year. It was a Turkish drama. There mm. was a season, series finale got tweeted more than Game of Thrones, which at that time you couldn't break that record. Right. Yeah. They broke it. So a lot of untapped markets out there, especially yeah. for Netflix. Again, if they're getting all of their intellectual properties taken away. So. Well, it's, it's that that picture you see going around the internet every now and then where it's just like that world map 
there's that little red circle uh, over like China and India, and uh -huh. more people live in this circle than outside the circle. Correct. Um, that yeah, is true. There's just so much. That's factually that's, true. Yeah. 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 We're just like we we're so American centric um, mm -hmm. that we forget that there's all these other markets that are just right. like even more popular than our most popular stuff. And so oh, yeah. it's stuff that could very easily be added into our uh, viewing diet. Yeah. Right. Uh, before I throw the ball to to uh, to Mike, because I want to know more about what Mike has has watched this year, because um, especially because uh, okay, uh, all I want to say is that our dependence on IP in a weird way allows us to have foreign non-IP stuff. I know I mentioned that earlier, but it's weird because like, it's only because of our dependence on IP because non-IP stuff, like we used to have American independent kind of stuff or like movies that were American made, but like now we don't because of the IP for the most part. And but then we have to go elsewhere to get those like normal human stories or those interesting yeah. things that aren't linked to Marvel, DC, Star Wars, Star Trek, that sort of thing. Uh, What's the biggest comedy of the past 20 years in America? The Office, based mm -hmm. on um, a British show. Right, yeah. right. Good point. Uh, Which is, to me, it's better than British show. I don't want to get hate, yeah. but it's, that's to me. <laughs> yeah, I've I seen Rick and Gervais I, one. I could, I've, I've stopped arguing when I hear that because I, I just, the, the British one just hits me. But like, I, I, I've, gotten over the fact of like one can be just as great as the other mm -hmm. yeah it's a good adaptation unlike a lot of different adaptations so well, it's, also, it's, just it's, that. it's it's eight hours of content versus nine seasons of network tv like that's point, the yeah. british version versus the american just like they're two totally different beasts hmm. good point yeah um, Mike, what did you watch? You said you watched most of your oh. stuff at the beginning half of 2021, which seems uh, like 10 years ago. So <laughs> it is like 10 years so ago. Blow, yeah. blow our minds, Mike. Blow our minds. Uh, I mean, yeah, if you want your mind blown, the fact that Invincible came out this year is a distant memory, honestly, which is a shame because it's a fantastic show, truly. Um, you know, all-star cast, I mean, I think has everyone here seen Invincible? Yeah. Ages ago? Um, I don't think so. No. Oh, it's so good. JJ, you got to watch it. Yeah. It's a really good Where's take. It? Amazon. Uh, it's on Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. Okay. Um, okay. Which, you know, the way, it, the way it handles the superhero genre and the way it subverts it, obviously drew comparisons to the boys, but it yeah. is in a completely different direction and tone, I think. Um, oh, definitely. It's such a more faithful adaptation than The Boys. Yeah, but The Boys for sure. And the it's... Boys is only good because it's an unfaithful adaptation of the yes. comics. The comics are sure. trash and garbage. Sorry, Mike. Uh, yes. I mean, like, I from <laughs> what I've seen of the, the comics, yeah, they're, they're I agree. garbage. I, but like, Invincible <laughs> is a show that has more heart, or at least a heart that is not has not been rotted by society and everything around it. Yeah, um, that's fair. Which really lends the show a charm that differentiates it from the boys. And just like the animation, while spotty in spots, when it needs to hit hard, ooh, boy, does it. Those last two episodes and that last fight especially. And, uh, and Kirkman's involved. Yes. yes, yeah. I love I love Kirkman, like, always treats adaptations as, like, second drafts. Yeah. I remember Wa Walking Dead mm. season one, 
uh, with the CDC, he literally admitted in an interview, he was just like, I, at the time, did not know the CDC was that close, was in Atlanta. It was like wow. right there next to the survivors. That's hilarious. Had I known that, I might have explored this idea yeah. like we do in the show. And That's I think interesting. Like, with Invincible, not only like a different kind of storytelling, but now a different world that it's being told in. Um, Absolutely. Like yeah. that's the the biggest thing to praise about the show, I think, is how it handles adaptation because I just need everyone to move on from the mindset of an adaptation has to be faithful or I whatever. Agree. It's an alternate Wheel universe. of time. It's an alternate, <laughs> right? Like like the Walking Dead to me branches off after episode one. Episode one is exactly like that first issue of Walking Dead, but after that point, it's an alternate timeline, right? Yeah. And, and that's, that's what adaptations are they can coexist because they're so different. If anything, like a faith, a faithful adaptation is more destructive to both materials because then it's redundant. One succeeds where the other fails and they can't really complement each other so much as contradict each other. Right. That's wow. a, it's a good point. The differences and the way they change the pacing in Invincible really makes it interesting, makes it so much better suited to TV and makes it such a better watch than if you just saw something in a comic well i could be reading this or with the comic well i could be watching this yeah instead of having that question having that conflict you have two different unique things which is just better right well, Inv invincible kind of shows that like there is such a vast difference between 22 pages and 22 minutes yeah like <laughs> how you fill those well i mean invincible was actually totally longer different. than that keep that in mind it was no, long, i know yeah no, the, long, long animated episode yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, they're long, but yeah. like, also like, there's just stuff along the way that like was handled not the best or or stumbled upon in the books, like William's sexuality, yeah. but is uh, yeah. Mark Mark's best friend, like that was like kind of treated like a joke in the beginning, and like if you go back to this stuff, it's just like it's it's written in early two thousands uh, guy dialogue, right? Yeah, I was gonna okay. say like, a lot of the, a lot of that. Yeah, tangentially related. The reason, another great reason for adapt adaptation to change things is that they change with the times. And I'm not yeah. even talking about like political correctness and like you know, obviously the way they handle Will is a lot better. I think there are issues with it still, but like a lot better. But yeah. just even the way society changes, the way we view our uh, our government, our society as a whole, our perspectives change and. I'm not all that intimately familiar with the original Invincible comic, but oh, have Recommend we had it. a huge Recommend paradigm <laughs> shift even in the past year or two, right? So you can't even adapt something, I would say, from 2016 faithfully in 2021 or 2022 now because the collective mind and perspective has changed so much right. that it's not really going to hit quite right. And there's a reason why people say this didn't age well when they're right, looking yeah. back at some of the older shows. There's a reason for that. So, I mean, you don't have to be completely woke, as they call it, or it, as long as you adapt your, ad adapt your movie or your show in a way that's going to feel natural to the current right. state of affairs. So, And as long as it feels organic, if you're not jamming it or treating people like they're idiots and like they're stupid, and you can always tell, it works. So. Yeah. I love it is a cartoon. I just noticed yeah. it's on a TV it show. Is. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I just yeah. looked it up. I one of the one of the on. one of the rare uh, like animated adaptations of a comic property. Yeah. Okay. Everyone's yeah. all about live action, and even still, I like, was surprised the live action is going to happen. It's like this is the adaptation of Invincible. Yeah, for and it media. should be. I'm fine yeah. with no live action adaptation of Invincible. I don't need it. 
Yeah. I would rather more Steven, seasons of this. Steven Yoon should play Mark uh, in uh, the live action Invincible, and he's he's too old for it now. So yeah, let's never do it. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. I wanna I wanna piggyback on the adaptation of comics thing where they where they take outdated kind of stuff and they kind of they make it better as a second draft, which is a kind of tying it all in. I don't know if anyone saw Why the Last Man. They had one season on FX. It came out like a, two months ago. I uh, see it. Uh, I it's based off a comic book. The the, What's the, it called? the I re- yeah I read the I read the comic. It's, it's awesome. called Why, just the letter Y. Why the Last Man. Um, the premise of Why the Last Man in the comic book it was like a fifty issue run. So it ran, ran for like five years in comic time. Um, it's uh, about ten trades. 60 issues. 60 issues. Okay, there we go. So that's why. And so... Um, it's so old, it has a blurb from Wizard. Yeah. <laughs> Which doesn't exist anymore. Uh, basically, Why the Last Man's premise is everybody who holds a Y chromosome uh, dies. Suddenly. And the people who are left are anyone who does not carry a Y chromosome. Now... I, I specifically state that as the premise because this this book was written back in what two thousand two. The this came out in two thousand and two. Yes. Yeah. So so because it came out in two thousand two, it was strictly men die, women live, and nowadays with nowadays language, it, the, the we have to reword it a little bit, right? Yeah. Na- yeah. The, the mindset and, and the awareness. Yeah. of of trans people like the, the right. visibility yeah. of trans people in our society has so vastly changed from right to in, in the past 20 years and they work that into the subplot which is really great i think personally but then again i'm cishet so whatever but the point being right. is they they have trans visibility in the show where they mention that that uh, uh trans women die and then there are trans men still alive so the the I mean the title is kind of a misnomer if if you know with that why the last man but the point being is uh, I think the show and it only lasted a season before it got canceled and it may get picked up elsewhere that came out this year it was on FX I thought they did it well I've only read to be honest I've only read the first like ten issues of Why the Last Man but I know that in the beginning they make a big deal about like the female Republicans and. And it's but they were that's part of the plot in the show, but right. they do it in a way that I'm like, is this is just pure satire, I guess. And then they make a like a roving band of lesbians, kind of like this like thing where it's I don't know the Amazons, weird. the Amazons, but they call them. They're just like, oh, these are just like oh lesbians. <laughs> like, no, they're literally no, they're called they're called like the Amazons. Right, right, right. But like people, like it's just this weird like. I don't know. It, they just do it really weirdly in the comics that they do make I it mean, better in the show. It, yeah, I mean. it, it, uh, it's, it's by Brian K. Vaughn, who right. uh, writing Saga right now, which is uh, starting back up this month. Um, <laughs> in like two weeks, I think. But um, yeah, it just even shows like how far he's come as a writer because like there is so much like it, the the sexual and gender politics of saga are like night and day over what happens and why um because right. yeah I, I mean why is not uh, bad it's no. it's not a bad thing it's just i think where it's not aging is 
uh, in the binary. Yes, there is yeah. some stuff about like the, the men's sort of behavior and mentality of the time. Um, but yeah, really, it's just the fact that it's operating on this binary system of men and women and really offering no visibility to trans people. Right. There's, there's more nuance really... in the show is what I'm trying to say. There's a lot yeah, more yeah, nuance. The comic, but I like... would assume they would adapt more for 2021 Yeah. in, yeah. in terms of the binary. Yeah. yeah. Well, but it's, it's, yeah. You also have to keep in mind, like it's, it is stuck in the binary, but it is also like where the conversation was with uh, like gender society roles. at the time and the gender roles at the right. time. Like, I think it's like, that's why, why The Last Man is still a viable property that can stand in uh, 2021, even though, you know, mm -hmm. it got canceled. Um, but I think it's it's something that just needs, you know, be a, 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 a adapted and updated. Yeah, but which they do yeah, it, it goes back, so. it was treated with care. Yeah. No matter right. like, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, I doubt, I don't know who's seen Dave season two, but I just want to, I don't even want to talk about it, but like Dave season two <laughs> was great. And uh, it was funny, and it ends so beautifully. And I don't even know if they're doing a season three, but like, it, it just ends so beautifully. And Dave, yeah, it's Little Dicky. It's the Little Dicky FX show, yeah. and uh, I thought it was great. And I just wanted to shout it out, even though that's not normally our wheelhouse uh, on this show. But we're talking about everything. <laughs> Best of twenty twenty one. So you know, yeah. Um, JJ, did you have another another big pick? Or favorite movie of the or year? anything or TV anything. Um, I don't. I, in terms of emotional like reaction to me, Spider Man No Way Home really got me. That third yeah. act was something that I I didn't I haven't I haven't experienced in a movie theater in a very 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 long time. Yeah. Especially when Toby appeared, I was like, holy crap, I'm 15 again. Yeah. <laughs> it was, Is Toby your favorite out of the three? He was for a while purely for nostalgia reasons, yeah. but I like Tom Holland's performance. I think he's ex in, in, enough awkward to be oh. Peter Parker. Um, and he's and not too smooth like Andrew Garfield, which I thought he was a little too suave, yeah. too good with the ladies. I didn't, I, I didn't connect with him too well. Okay, That's changed now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Andrew Especially Garfield in this movie? Oh, he redeemed. went beyond. Redeemed. He, yeah. he, he, oh. Redeemed. I, right. always I couldn't believe it. I did always like it. I like it. He wasn't. He wasn't bad, and he was also like true blue. Like he was a fan. He loves Spider Man. Like Spider Man means something to him. That is no, true. I remember he he, he like popped up in Comic Con, dressed in, up as Spider Man, right? Yeah. Dressed as Spider Man, and then took off. Like he was like asked a question at Comic Con. Yeah. So yeah, like I he he seemed to be the person who came in with the most awareness and love of Spider-Man. Oh, absolutely. Before, oh, I got go goosebumps. I'm getting goosebumps right now oh. on my arm just thinking about it. And like, it. it's, uh, it's so the, good. His, uh, the, the saving MJ was such a great moment. I, I That was what broke me. And I was yeah. like, oh, man. Also, okay. but question. Oh. Now that we're on MJ moment, does that redeem him? Because I don't agree with that. Everybody's saying, oh, he's redeemed now. How is he redeemed? No, he, he's not. He doesn't. Wait, he doesn't need to be redeemed for anything. It wasn't his yeah. fault. Thank you. I, 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 th I think I made a video about that and it didn't go well. Like, like he, he couldn't save Gwen. And he tried and he right. failed. But he doesn't need to be redeemed off of that. It was like a big contentious point when the, once the movie came out. Like, 
oh, I, Andrew is the Garfield. I mean, Andrew is Spider-Man finally redeemed. Like, right. What are you talking about? What's he going to be redeemed for? Right. I mean, he's he's redeemed in the sense of finally got to have the proper vehicle to show he's an amazing Spider-Man. Like, that's what I feel. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. He's redeemed for that. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's the real redemption that's, he got. Yeah. Um, but I do, I, I do think not to, ex I don't want to sound like I'm excusing dumb fanboys who are missing the point, but in his eyes, that was a redemption. He, he even says his biggest failure was not saving Gwen. Right, in Peter, and, and, in that and, Peter's and, eye. And, yeah, and, and, right. and you, even the technique in which he goes after her shows a growth and awareness of what went wrong in the first time. And so- Ah, good point, yeah. Yeah, because it's a totally different technique. He like run, he like dives for her. He, he right. does what Instead he should just... have done, yeah. Instead of doing, but like at the same time, like too, too restrictively uh, faithful to the comics. They even put her in the same freaking costume she was in, it, that she dies in the comic books, Emma, Emma yep. Stone in, mm. in that. And yeah. so, yeah, they, they just, he had to do it the way of the comic book did, which the webbing was the dumb move and he fucked up and, and shot the webbing and he should have tried to catch her. I don't know I, though. I, the webbing I, I has to go faster, right? Then. Well, it depends on air yeah. resistance, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, physics, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's all physics. Uh, quick, sorry, uh, I, I interrupted JJ. What were you going to say? I was going to say, I wouldn't have included that period. The, to me, that's frigging of Gwen always was even in the comics well, at that point like i would have not even done that scene completely they could have done something else that, that. that's I, the other thing about it and like what what I, to connect it to something that's become relevant again in this year daredevil the fact that they don't fridge karen page in fact they mm. give her so much they give deborah and wall so much agency but, over the course of the daredevil show and it makes and it good and it's so interesting that they they stayed faithful to the M, to the emma stone dying thing because i'm pretty sure that was when uh, Spider Gwen happened. I think she, her her oh. Amazing Spider Man two and Spider Gwen's Spider Gwen's first appearance coincide with each other, and oh, so yeah, okay. there was this movement of like and her performance in the first Spider Man, like Emma Stone, like reignited, like oh Gwen Stacy's a cool character, and yeah, exactly. I would have loved to have seen like no, just like. Especially after Bryce, uh, Bryce Howard, Dow, whatever her name is, she yeah. fucked it up. I hated the Spider-Man oh, yeah. two or three. She's three, not Gwen Stacy in that movie. Yeah, I know. She's, and, she's also in it for like five minutes. <laughs> like, I, I don't it. even know who that character is. All like, you I, don't even, yeah. You're right, it's the same year, by the way. Job. I can't help it. Me, nepotism. She's a bad actress to me. Every movie, <laughs> oh. all I hear is nepotism. That's just personal opinion. Yeah. A little bit of a hot take. But um, yeah, all I see is my dad, Ron, got me this job. That's yeah. all I see. Uh, Are you saying same right. year, Spider-Gwen, Amazing Spider-Man Yeah, it was 2014. Um, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, and now look at her. And now look at her. Like, Spider, like Gwen Stacy is like Spider-Woman. Like, they could have gotten ahead of the curve, but those Sony movies, like, was like, no, we're gonna, we're gonna do Death of Gwen Stacy with a right. shittier goblin. Right. Sh the shitty goblin is the Everything part. shittier like, about it, you know, <laughs> every way, shape, or form. They could have waited till Amazing Spider-Man three and and done that. But then again, I, I'm, I'm, I'm. It's crazy. I like the death of Gwen Stacy. I hated it because I loved her so much. But we I, are in a post. Gwen Stacy is the dead girlfriend of Spider-Man world. Right. That right. We now are in that. We are in they already said the story. Now anything can happen in the in in it, right? 
we don't we don't need that anymore. Well, yeah, because I mean, uh, for the longest time, like Gwen Stacy was Spider-Man Blue is the perfect embodiment of what Gwen Stacy was up until about like 2014. She is just a ghost that Peter talks to occasionally and is a great <laughs> big love, but she's just a failure. And that's it. That's yeah. she's not a character. She's not a human. She's not a person. Right. She's not a woman. Yeah. Right. For a lot. I mean, and they all. Oh, one of the greatest moments. One of the greatest moments of 2021 was the complete absolving and and un, and retconning of Sin's past. Yes. Gwen Stacy did not fuck Norman Osborn. It was oh, finally yeah. pulled out of the comic books. Original <laughs> Sin's Past was written out of the books. Thank God. That, yeah. was, an, that was a great moment from 2021. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we, I mean, we, we're having a whole nother comic talk uh, after, this <laughs> after this show's done. We're talking about the best comics of 2021. Uh, 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 but we'll, I'll make sure to bring that up for, for Trevor's sake. Uh, how that, that changed things. Um, Mike, uh, did you have any thoughts? I wasn't sure, because uh, uh, you haven't seen No Way Home. Right. But like, uh, I don't know. I'm, I, I'm so sad that everything's <laughs> getting spoiled for you. Uh, me too. I'm, I'm fine. So I'm fine. Honestly, I am okay to talk about. I've honestly found that I'm more interested in the Spider-Man world, the lore of the characters, than kind of a lot of the works. Honestly, the Spider-Man properties that I've been most invested in have been the Spider-Man PS4 games, that yeah. series. And yeah. obviously, Spider-Verse. Oh, that's a good movie. Oh. That's some good superhero. Yes. That's, that's good. some good stuff. The best I... the, the best Spider-Man movie, the best, possibly the best superhero movie. Yes. And one of the it's... greatest animated movies of all time. Oh, yeah, like 100%. Just top, 100%. Top lists. Any, any list you can put it on, it's at the top of it. Yeah. And you want to talk about a good Gwen Stacy. That's a good Gwen Stacy. That's, That's a good, a good Spider Gwen. <laughs> That's, That's a good Gwen Stacy, yeah. Uh, uh, I'm so excited that Across the Spider-Verse is split into two. Probably because they were like, hey, we can't finish this whole like super long movie in time for 2022. Let's release half yeah. of it. Let's release the other. I'm cool with this. I'm Lord and Miller said that over development, they realized it was two movies. Yeah. Mm. I, 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 want it, I want it to be Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, across the Spider-Verse, and like through the Spider-Verse or over the spider Like I want it- Out of the Spider-Verse. Yeah, I don't want across the Spider-Verse part two. That's the only thing I don't want. Right. I want another movie. <laughs> I just don't want it named- Across the Spider Verse, they, they'll they'll yeah. make an interlude yes. called Betwixt the Spider Verse. Right. Yeah. I want, I want a preposition. Yeah. I want a preposition that doesn't get used too much. Betwixt a myth, a myth, a myth. The, the Spider. That's it. I would watch that. Yeah. I would watch a myth. Now the Spider Verse. Yeah. Now that we've had the Home trilogy, no. the, the, the Spider Verse trilogy needs to have its own weird preposition naming. It's yeah. The preposition trilogy. We yeah, yeah. we we've had the adjective series, the Amazing Spider Man, mm -hmm. the base Spider Man movies. We're gonna we're gonna get to verbs eventually. Just watch out. Yeah. Yeah. Are we? How long until the Spectacular Spider Man or Peter Parker oh. the Spectacular Spider Man? Well, what about Friendly Neighborhood? Friendly I think neighborhood. we're gonna get Andrew Garfield's trilogy finished finished before you, any of that. You, you think we're gonna get a? Do you you think we're gonna get an Andrew Garfield third I'm movie? Throw, I'm gonna throw a hot take out there. I think they're gonna capitalize on the newfound glory 
of Andrew I don't Garfield know what they can contractually do a Spider-Man that, movie that's not. But he might. I, hear I, no, I think of, they can. I, I think, think they I, like, can. I, you could have two concurrent Spider-Man movies called Spider-Man. Well, not, we know they're in I separate will, universes, and there's a piece of venom out there. So I, I am, I, but I, 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 so worried about the Pandora's box that this interpretation yeah. of multiverse stuff I has agree. opened. I think it's going to get very messy, and there are going to be agree. a lot of missteps. You're 100% right. As we You're figure out, right. like, as this might be controversial. I feel like as we exit the decade of the MCU, we're going to see another model of the big budget, big series, like decade long roadmap franchise take hold. The MCU will still be a powerhouse. It'll still be a juggernaut. I don't think it'll mm -hmm. be the zeitgeist for too much longer. Um, and part of that is like arcane, uh, really good show. And like what League of Legends is trying to do, which is a whole big, topic that maybe we'll get to eventually but just like i don't know if this multiverse theory it might become too much of a logistical nightmare oh it's to, gonna be a nightmare like yeah, going I mean, between like oh these old actors oh we're gonna have multiple series possibly running alongside each other it it's I really interesting that, it's yeah. a pandora's box we got to be very careful that, i mean <laughs> that is what crisis on infinite earths happened because dc publishing went crazy with the multiverse yeah, yes. so that it is within comics there is precedent of the multiverse getting out of hand and becoming untenable the, the multiverse as a concept is fun yeah but lazy i don't think we need the multiverse to tell any great quality stories i think that there are few and far between multiverse stories that are quality because they're multiverse i think that what D I, I DC might have one or two. I mean, DC has gone like all in. They're like multiverse, right. like a motherfucker. We, we, we don't have one of them. We don't have a cohesive <laughs> yeah. universe. So fuck it. They're all true. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the, I, but it's I think lazy. The best... It's because it's lazy, not yeah. because it's a quality. Yeah. They suck. The, the best and, and that's why it sucks. For... So it's not. Good. I think the best yeah. use for multiverse is like, like you said, lazy, unchallenging, but fun fan service stuff like i won't deny something in my brain goes yes 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 when i see like a bunch of different spider-man and a bunch of different cool suits doing stuff and interacting and like what different worlds look like yeah. but that has to be a very specific and contained thing especially when you're working with these cinematic universes that are very big which is why i think spider-verse works so well it is yeah. because it's animated because you can't cross it over it's funnily enough uh contained within itself even though it is a vast multiverse within itself well and and spider-man like there is a reason why marvel was able to sell spider-man to sony and that he is a strong enough ip on his own Strongest. to stand he does he does not need we five movies have shown he does not need the marvel multiverse right like the the three raimi ones and the amazing spider-man twos like they need kevin feige they don't need the mcu <laughs> that's what they like, need i speaking um, of kevin feige i've always sort of i want to i don't want to use that term too loosely trusted him and his process because everything he's done so far has been sort of cohesive and made sense like the way right. the end game came together so i am hoping and this is just me being maybe naive a little bit that he's got a handle on all of these different different uh, IPs coming together, um, different actors, different contracts, different universes. It's, it's going to make sense, but it, it's going to get a little convoluted. I can't imagine it not being convoluted and a little bit 
lazy because even 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 a Spider-Man No Way Home, I think it's a love letter more so than the movie itself. It's a love letter right. to what twenty years of Spider-Man. Yeah, uh, seeing Toby, seeing Andrew, and all of that. I, I'm not sure, honestly. Right now, I think we're in a crossroads because yeah. what's happening with the MC universe is kind of huge and unprecedented. We are in a crisis on infinite Earths. We got to resolve this. <laughs> but right. I think, but the, right. the point of what why Spider-Man can do these multiversal things and not really become untethered is what you just said. Twenty years of Spider-Man films. Mm-hmm. Like we have, like it's it's why DC's uh, why the Arrowverse crisis was so cool because mm-hmm. it was like how many decades of DC TV do you have to pull up pull on and I think that's what Marvel has to do with their movies and why they probably will be stepping back from the multiverse as I don't think the multiverse is now a thing I think the multiverse is like an infinity stones I yeah. think it's it's a no, storytelling yeah. thing because outside of Spider-Man really there's no no other grounding for these characters to latch onto so all these multiversal things will be born in story which is good because it'll allow Marvel to sort of contain it because they're not like, oh, we need to, like, what's the problem Sony now has? It's like, do we want to launch another Andrew Garfield movie? We can't. <laughs> um, and yeah, Marvel's multiverse is just 10 years. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't the trust The coolest thing you get is, is Charlie Cox oh, and, yeah. and, uh, and uh, Vincent D'Onofrio. Right. Like, the, the, that, now that Netflix point. is canon, it's just like, holy crap. But like, that's it. That's all they have to like latch on to right. everything else they're going to have to create. Um, I, I just don't trust Sony and I, I trust Marvel with dealing with all this stuff. I don't trust Sony and I'm also tired yeah. of dumb fans. I'm sorry. <laughs> they're, they're, like the fans that are out yeah. there being like, everything is canon now has the same, it's the same theory of the, um, the, have you have you guys you know the the connected TV theory where all <laughs> I, these shows are connected? Oh, the the and, um Saint Elsewhere. I, it's the, yeah, and they're all in I, the mind of the kid from Saint Elsewhere, and it's like, no. and then then people count like appearances on The Simpsons as canon. Right. So then you just it's, assume um, everything oh, is canon. Like I can't even files, Mulder and Scully were on The Simpsons, so now everything Simpsons touches <laughs> is now part it's of canon. the same canon of x-files i hate it i hate that theory so much i can't bother with discussions of canon frankly like it just i i i can't muster the energy to care whatever is canon is canon to me and me alone and that may change day by day by day but i will take (laughs) whatever i think is cool and keep it in my mind right i am full head canon i don't care what whatever like it's just it's it's fiction i will decide what i keep you know but as long as it doesn't influence your view on the property that you get and the way you criticize it you know what i mean yeah exactly my fan fiction standpoint because like at (laughs) some point these fandom discussions are just unenjoyable which i don't think it's exhausting so i just I will not partake in them. I will judge it as itself, but I will also keep the things in my head that I want. Right. Thank it's, you. It's, exactly. It's, the, the, the reason why Marvel works versus like DC is like the, the interconnected storytelling has been in Marvel since day one. Literally amazing. I always say this amazing Spider-Man number one has the Fantastic Four in it. Mm. Like they're on the cover of the first, the second, um, issue of spider-man ever after amazing fantasy 15 and so 
It's always been a part of it. What right. hasn't really been a part of it is the multiverse. Right. But it has DC's got that shit covered, which is why Crisis, I mean, Crisis on Infinite Earths, I think its problems is because it's a CW show. Um, but yeah, like yeah. in terms of like execution and everything it, it latched onto, it was on par with Endgame at some points. Like the, some of the stuff that they paid off, like they they paid, paid off some stuff. Yeah, they paid off. They they gave a conclusion to the Flash ninety show. Right. Wow. They <laughs> gave conclu- They gave further conclusions to Smallville. They gave conclusions to show. They showed Burt Ward. Yeah. Uh, Which like, was weird, but like yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, DC needs the multiverse. Marvel does not need the multiverse. Some people are saying that, like, oh, now Tobey Maguire's movie, Spider-Man 1, is the first MCU movie. And it's like, no, it's not. It's, no. it's not the MCU. It's, it's the, the, um, it's the, M- the smart, it's the smart Hulk explanation of time travel. Uh, you go smart to the past, Hulk. that, nice. your, your past is now your future, and so you're, the present is now your past so the past can't become the future like it's it's whatever just play that scene right it's also the multiverse and it's not the universe i mean if any like but like spider-man was the first mcu movie in the sense of it made a hundred million dollars like it started that side of things i guess it was not not at all yeah Yeah, no no, no, i'm not i'm not agreeing with that at all it's not an mcu movie at all right um I will say I did I did come up with fun uh, headcanon because the the whole Doctor Strange being in the Raimiverse thing came up again. Okay. <laughs> because uh, in Sp- uh, Spider-Man 2, they uh, are workshopping Doc Ock's name. Yeah. And he says, Doctor Strange, good, but it's taken. This is what J. Jonah Jameson That's says. Right. Um, my headcanon is Doctor Strange is john landis's cameo in the in the the surgery room where doc ock murders them all like it looks kind of like um uh like the evil dead because yeah. callbacks and stuff and the horror element of it that's i think that is the doctor strange of that universe why so murdered because he... because <laughs> doctor strange before his accident was a, a surgeon of great renown mm-hmm. that i yeah. think Doc Ock coming into that surgery room, if he existed, he would have been the doctor to perform surgery on him. Okay. So I have to watch that movie again. All right. <laughs> it's my stupid, it's sounds, my stupid headcanon. Like He's not named at all. He's not named right, at right, all. Right. So there's no contradiction of name. But yeah, if Stephen yeah. Strange, the doctor exists in the, that yeah, universe, this, it's John Landis this, and he was murdered by Doc Ock. This is exactly the thing I'm talking about. Like, that's a really cool theory. I'm sure some people hear that and think, no, no, please, God, no. But, like, yeah, if you vibe with that and you want to have that be a headcanon, you can't really push it on someone else. But, like, yeah, that's yeah. a really cool idea, I think. Right. Yeah, but it, that's but that's what it, that's what it should come down to is what is the fun that we can have with the old movies now yeah. of what we learn from these new ones. Right. Because I would, I never even considered that until all this conversation happened with Tobey Maguire reappearing in this. I never once considered, oh, that was Stephen Strange as the Doctor until like literally two weeks ago, right, uh, or a week ago, like whatever. Like, in the end, though, it both it matters to Trevor, but it doesn't matter in general. Which is where, where we take our canon, right? We're like, okay, like our our, our head canons. What matters? What doesn't? 
that's one thing that I've, I've always appreciated about like Star Wars universe. They literally spot it out for you. This is canon. This is not. Forget it. Doesn't right. matter what you well, say. Well, it's a clean cut. So, but, yeah, but now you have all those people who pissed. Like, I was clean. reading that for so long, but it was canon. <laughs> right. I mean, I you can still Star enjoy Wars extended. Stuff, but, yeah. Right. You, you can st still read your legends, extended universe, all that good stuff, but it's not canon. And Lucas right. was specific but, about it, and uh, that's uh, it. Again, again, Marvel has interconnected storytelling. DC has the multiverse from the jump. From the very beginning, George Lucas wrote Splinter of the Mind's Eye, the non-canon uh, story that was right. the low-budget possible sequel of like, right. well, if Star Wars sucks, this is what I'm going to do with the IP, and the Star Wars holiday special non-canon. Oh, God. So from yeah. the jump, George Lucas has been dealing with canon, non-canon, and is able to navigate it and uh, build the property with that. Well, I, I think the problem with the holiday special and canonicity is commercialization of the property. <laughs> Uh, hmm. because it became such a phenomenon. That's a B. Arthur, separate thing. B. Arthur is Canada. That's all I know. B. Arthur is Canada. <laughs> <laughs> is, is there anything that you guys would feel remiss if we didn't bring up in the best of 2021 that we're talking about uh, right now? Dune was amazing. Dune was really, really amazing. That blew my mind. Like, yeah. I bought all the books. <laughs> were you not a Dune fan before? Um, I tried reading the first book a bunch of times and I yeah. abandoned it probably yeah. 50 to 100 pages in. I just, I cannot keep up with it. I am yeah. not that bright, number one. And uh, I don't retain information that quickly. So I have to write down notes. Yeah. I can't pronounce it, pronounce things. But this one, they, they adapted it in a way that perfectly made sense to me. It was enough exposition. It was beautiful. Um, really good, at, really great acting, really good cast. So enjoyed doing tremendously that was a, i can't wait for the second part of it so yeah uh i like the movie i can't wait for the second part it did feel incomplete because it's a part one and part two which nobody Correct. knew going in everybody That's in the it. theater was like we, we sit down to watch this one cohesive movie and then it says part one and we're like part two hadn't even gotten greenlit until right. after the movie came out so, it's a tough one to adapt. They don't know what to expect, especially with right. theaters not being open and all that stuff. So they they were testing the grounds. To me, I I think it, this could potentially be a pretty good franchise if they keep doing what they were doing with it. The the score was amazing. Like I can still hear the score in my head from yeah. watching it. Um, I like Eternals. The more I think about Eternals, the more I like Eternals. Uh, yeah. I like that it's new. I like that it doesn't have much to do with the Avengers, much to do with the familiar MCU properties. I think it's too ambitious. Should have been two movies. Or yeah. um, cut the cast maybe in half and explore maybe one half now, one half another time. There's yeah. things I would have done differently, but overall, I enjoyed Internals for being something freaking new. It was a and science fiction epic. That's the way that's I saw it. it. Right. It, again, it has its flaws. Like I said, it's you're jamming in what five thousand years of <laughs> exposition in two hours. Yeah. It's just it's not going to work. And what yeah. fifteen characters? Pacing. Yeah. The pacing was terrible. I'll agree with that. But overall, I was like, this is finally something new. I could take a break away from <laughs> multiverse yeah. and Spider-Man and all that. So <laughs> it's almost like punishing you. It's like, oh, you don't have to worry about all that stuff. But now here is an equal amount of data to ingest. Yes. <laughs> so it was Dune level. It was Dune level yeah. exposition. And it was like Eternals didn't have to deal with reading a paragraph at the beginning of the movie. 
Oh my god. You have to read a so paragraph annoying. at the beginning of a movie? <laughs> Good point. Like in, in the year that, that I the, laughed out loud. I verbally <laughs> laughed when I saw that. I was like, oh. Like we got his homework. Candyman, that scene, and even Marvel having done scenes like it visually in the past, like the, the, the Loki scene with uh, where he's uh Kang's explaining his past and he has that little like uh figurine thing something. that's yeah. like yeah the beads that are moving like do that for christ's sake right give me two paragraphs of text at the top right no you're right no you're and then right. i had to you're, read you're no one read that to me right there was no voiceover no I Wait, had to actually they could have done it. they could have done a voiceover i had to actually read it <laughs> the irony no one us... read it. hold on i'm sorry did she did someone read it did no I forget no yeah I had to actually read that fight. I think you had to actually text. read it. And then the they irony, I think. Yeah. The irony of us bitching about reading when earlier in the show we're talking <laughs> yeah. about subtitle well, reading. Is subtitles are a necessity. Yeah. Subtitles are a necessity. This is lazy. Yeah. This is lazy. Yeah. Right. I will say, like, this I is... don't want to have homework in the middle of a movie, at the start of a movie. Like yeah. right. I'll agree to that. I'll agree all day right. to that. We're in a visual. We're in a visual medium. Like, yeah. <laughs> right? No, that's true. I'll, I I won't disagree with any of that. But, like uh, you said, show me like figurines. Like, yeah, yeah like, I, I, it, but it, it would be like, cool looking. Literally, you have Sprite. I I like went on a little rant on Instagram when I first saw the movie. Like, you have Sprite, who's literally shown as a visual storyteller right. explaining the myth to the uh, Babylonians people, or whatever. The Babylonians or whatever. It's just like. Never fucking do it right there. Right. I the, what it should have been how that movie should have started is the Marvel way, which is have all that, have Sprite narrating Louise? and giving Louise comes in. No, not Louise. But no, have her um have Sprite be the one one narrating about the origin of them, da 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 and all in the cool uh visual things, and then cut to Kit Harrington, Jon Snow, like taking the piss out of it and just like so wait, so you're both like five thousand, and then setting up like the modern day story of like she's dating, uh, she's pretending to be the little sister of um, Icarus Gemma, and uh, uh, Gemma, right? Uh, yeah, Cersei. Cersei, and then uh, they're trying to pass themselves off as normal humans, um, and yeah, and then just like undercut it with like a little bit of jokes, and he's like, so you're eternal, so like, what's the celestial, like, just some bullshit like that, like. You could have done it so seamlessly. Like that would be simpler for sure. As yeah, as much as I totally agree with what you're saying of of like Chloe Zhao did something different. It is such a different story. Yeah, Mm -hmm. such different like change of pace. Like it was a time when it could have used. There's too little of the Marvel streamlined storytelling. Like as much as it's telling something different, I don't mind that. But it's just like. Too, like but there are truths to storytelling you still have to follow yeah. <laughs> that being no, said no, no. uh sorry my quick thing about eternals is act three i thought was the best act three uh, out of like like almost any marvel film like there are better act threes yeah. than some marvel films most marvel films fall below that that act three and subversion of expectation made eternals for me i agree I agree, especially with the speedster, with Makari, oh, forget yeah. Quicksilver, forget all, forget, forget yeah. it. Like, you don't need it She's anymore. The they best. put that to bed. She's the best speedster. And, uh, another speedster moment. I think some, I saw a YouTube video where someone was saying this was the year of the speedster. Um, uh, the Flash 
uh, Justice League scene. Oh, like, yeah. A lot of good speedster moments. Yes. We got all our speedsters this year, right? Yeah. We got uh, Quicksilver all... on WandaVision. We got Flash, obviously, With... on TV, but who cares? Like, and that was a horrible League. season. Then we got oh, Zack Snyder's yeah. Justice League Flash, at, which actually was a kick-ass scene, although I don't like just Zack Snyder's Justice League. Uh, yeah. And then we got Makari. Wait, you well, do you like Joss Whedon's version better? I don't want either. Why do I? Have <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Just <laughs> yeah. No, Zack Snyder's vision, is Zack Snyder's cohesive. Justice League is better. Yeah. Objectively, I, I think at this point. Yeah, but like I prefer. I'm with Dimitri. I prefer neither. <laughs> no, I don't want. That's not I'd the DC that in I, a world where that I neither existed. Yeah. No yeah. deal, please. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I'm. I think I might be the only person in the world that really enjoyed that one. I'm. I, to me, four hours felt like two. I don't. No, know. it was like I, it was such a vast improvement, but it's yeah. hard to divorce it from the like the the mindset of well, it's just better than Justice League. Like I don't know yeah. how much it is like. Um, God, I had another uh, uh, one last point I wanted to make. Um, talking about that. Um, God, I forgot it. Um, oh, no, no. Uh, taking it back to Spider-Man with uh, how Superman, Zack Snyder's Superman is sort of like, this is him is like, he is now Superman, Superman at the end of Justice League. It's like mm -hmm. what was Zack Snyder's intention. It's like all that he experienced through those movies, now he is Superman. And that's what they seem to have done with, spider-man and peter parker yeah like, that's why i'm excited yeah. about the new trilogy is yeah. this was the, a three it movie origin story again ripping off brian michael bendis because he took the uh, the amazing fantasy story and turned it into a six issue story yeah and now once one last time ultimate spider-man is cribbed um <laughs> from the mcu it was yeah. and, uh, to your point um the spider-man no way home is a divorce from tony stark yeah yeah he's because he's that's the biggest critique of the of tom holland spider-man movies he's mini iron man um yeah. iron wannabe yeah which i didn't personally see that i thought him as a mentor father figure type right. which is cool but this is a divorce from him so which is going to bring up interesting he's yeah he's gonna be he's going to be the spot like the best spider-man live action is spider-man 2 in my opinion um i, I agree because it because it, it, yeah. the spider-man is the he's gotta it, it's not oh i gotta uh, stop uh, the green goblin and finish my homework it's i gotta stop the green goblin and pay my rent i right. gotta get a job yeah. i gotta do all this and like th that's been the annoying thing of holland like he's stuck in high school right and now yeah. the next trilogy is going to be finally adult Right. Um, him, yeah. Peter Parker. Right. Which and then, and to me that's a I can't wait for that because yeah. I oh. liked him. Not, I, regardless, I still liked him. He's my favorite Spider-Man. Just I think he captures his spirit the most. Yeah. Um. But to me, Toby um McGuire, he looked a little bit too old even at that time. <laughs> yeah. Toby McGuire looks too old for literally any role he plays. It's very okay. <laughs> it's, it's very it's strange, odd. right? It's right. I, I, just, I watched face. Pleasantville again. He's supposed to be in high school in that. Yeah, well, it's a horror movie. movie. It's terrifying. <laughs> Toby McGuire playing young is terrifying to me. <laughs> like, well, yeah. Mike, it, Mike, you, you, you love ripping on dear Evan Hansen, right? So, like, <laughs> I want to see, uh, I saw someone did, uh, to bring it back to uh, Academy Awards, um, 
someone posted a picture of Dear Evan Hansen um, with Ben Platt, and it was made it look like he was uh, Francis McDormand from No Man Land. No. Like, it was just like a picture. It just said No Man Land. It was just like, oh, that's Francis McDormand. <laughs> oh, wait, no, that's Ben Platt. It's supposed to be a 16-year-old kid. <laughs> When you lose 50, I mean, I don't think yeah. it ages, but come yeah. on, like this, it takes you, it, it breaks the immersion. To me, that's the only issue I have with those original Spider-Man movies. To Tobey Maguire breaks the immersion for me. Uh, like I can't buy him. Yeah. So. yeah, but again, that's why they, they graduated him in the first 20 minutes of uh, the Sam Raimi Good, one. Good point. That's he's in college point. like the whole time. I, so uh, he's like an adult. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Uh, this is a thematical, uh, a, a thematic uh, 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 link here, but Pen15, if you guys have seen it on Hulu, um, Pen15, they just had season three in 2021. I didn't get to watch it, but I love seasons one and two, uh, but they've had their final season this year. And Pen15? Pen yeah, Pen15. On Hulu, it's about, yeah. It's two, the two actresses are in their 30s. I think they're my age. And their mm -hmm. characters... They're, they act as junior high kids, and they're surrounded by junior high actors. So they're adult women playing junior high characters surrounded by junior <laughs> high characters played by junior high actors. So, like, everybody's always younger than them, and it's about them going through junior high in the early 2000s. Like, their characters, okay. their characters are the same age I was when I was there, like, it's that it's same year. Their age, if they're yeah. the same age as you. Yeah. But me back then. Yes. Not the same age <laughs> as me now. Anyway, it's a, yeah, it's, 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 it's a comedy. It's super funny. And like, uh, uh, but talk about like the juxtaposition of old actors playing young roles and like but, they take it and they run with it. It's so funny. But why, I, aside from like the looks of it, I think what, what helps is they're playing when they were that age yeah like it's right. set in that time well and not yeah the, the difference is that it's so intentional and assists the comedy instead of being uncanny and unintentional yeah. and yeah. Right. ben platt hunching like a sickly man you know <laughs> that is oh God, yeah. yeah please well, watch jenny nicholson on that one you will die okay. that, greatest thing in the world but and it's like it's not like trying to be like oh cowabunga dude sort of like forcing it it's like no i can speak the way i spoke when i was 15 because that's how it was like I, I, there's a i i think that where it navigates around it aside with the fact like it's not trying to not be that right but like the fact that it's set in the past and not trying to capture a yeah. present moment yeah helps the, a lot. the thing is like hollywood has had this issue cat with weird casting obviously and not matching ages that the stories are trying to tell so if they do want to tell like young teenage stories they never get young people because young people are awkward and those stories are usually awkward to tell so yeah. they cast a 30 year old to play a 16 year old high schooler right. it's like, like that's what we grew up with correct but exactly Nida, beverly hills yeah beverly hills i'm Small sorry yeah. All of them, they all look 30. They're playing teenagers. Like yeah. at that time when we were younger, we're not paying attention to that. We, we're, we're, not, we're just absorbing the story. But now when you're right. older and you're retro introspect, it's like, Luke what Perry is this? playing a teenager. Thank you. <laughs> and Paul like, Leslie in uh, Vampire Diaries. Like who yeah. could buy him as a 16-year-old? That's insane. Right. At least like Tom Welling. Tom Welling was 10 years older than his character. He was 24 playing a 14-year-old. And it it looks weird when you look at it, but it doesn't wow. look as weird as Luke Perry. Like, because but Tom Wall has got a baby face too, yeah. so that 
that can help too in casting. But a lot of these actors, Luke Perry, Paul Wesley, Ben Platt, none of them look 16 or at 30. Yeah. I'm sorry. Well, we just uh, um, Andrea from the original cast of Beverly Hills 90210, she literally was like 30 something. 30. Yeah, she was correct. like really old, but she looks point. pretty young compared to mm -hmm. like, she looks younger than Luke Perry, looks younger than even like Shannon Doherty. Like she they're all too yeah. playing, they're all too old, but like, yeah, she was like in well into her 30s. Right. Kind of like Riz, Rizzo in Greece. Wasn't she like older? Was it Rizzo? Yeah, Saka Channing. Yeah. yeah. No, I oh, think right. Saka Channing yeah. was pretty young. She just is, she looks old. Oh, okay. She, uh -oh. she like, has a little bit of a mature look to her, regardless of her age. But Seth, they, well, again, everybody in that movie looked 30 to be playing high school. Yeah. John right. Travolta and uh, jo um, Olivia, Olivia Newton-John. Like, yeah. But like, like to that same, uh, right. Freaks and Geeks, Seth Rogen actually is 17, playing 17. But he looks older than like oh, Jason yeah. Segel. A good and point. Yeah, Franco. that's actually like he actually is his age. Yeah, and that's it's hilarious. super bad. I mean, Michael Sarah and, and and Jonah Hill couldn't have been that much older, but like they still looked young. Uh, Fogel, he's seventeen. Oh he's, yeah, he's he the was. age of his character. Yeah. yeah, Jonah Hill is like twenty-eight. I think Michael right. Sarah is like mid. He's like twenty-four at oldest. Yeah. But yeah, Jonah Hill is like old. But he still looks young. Yeah, he looks. He, yeah, he could afford the the baby face to get, to get away with playing these younger roles. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Um, I want to thank you guys so much for coming on this, on this episode and talking with me, the best of 2021. Uh, what we, did not talk at all. we did not talk any Marvel Disney plus shows at we all. We did not. Oh, no. Does any, do any of those rank as the best? What was the, okay, real quick. What was the best Marvel Disney plus show? I say Loki. It was my personal favorite. Can I Wanda only pick the first five episodes of WandaVision? <laughs> <laughs> if, WandaVision if, I could, if I could pick the first five episodes of Cap, Cap, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, then... I don't know why you would, but go ahead. <laughs> I, yeah. I, liked, I liked it. I did, didn't like the wrap-up at the end, to be honest. Yeah, fair. It, yeah. it felt rushed. It Hawkeye was the only one. Episodes. Hawkeye, I felt, stuck the landing. Oh, yeah, 100%. But it was kind of... And, but Loki is also the, the only one. Yeah, but Loki was also the only one that like actually promised season two. Right. Mm -hmm. So that that's why I'm like, okay, well, Loki doesn't have to finish because all these other ones like. And Loki is the most important, and I'm using that term loosely yeah. in terms of the what, what of the impact. Right. But as far as like the uniqueness of the show, to me, WandaVision stands out because it's the yeah. most unique of all. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and again, that's dealing with it... personal traumas. It's not a very yeah. a common MCU theme that it kind of centralizes you to care to one character and what yeah. you're going through. So that's why I uh, specified the first five five episodes because, like, yeah, while the themes remain fairly unique, the the form that I love so much like kind of devolves into the standard Marvel fair, which was just really yeah. deflating for me. And, and the, the fumbling of Quicksilver, like, what was that about? Like, that I was weird. Yeah, there, yeah. It was very very boner. Uh, yeah, that. yeah. I mean, why why waste Evan Peters like that? <laughs> I, well, because I don't think they're going to bring in Fox X-Men actors. It, either way, yeah. they, so it is what it is. I don't know. I that's everybody well, went it, wild on WandaVision. So the th but, I would have put Loki on number one had it not been for the weird thing with Sylvie. That takes me out every <laughs> that's time. Fine. Me that strange. is why it's number one for me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm fine. I'm fine with the Loki Sylvie split thing. I'm fine with that. 
I just, my big thing about Loki is it didn't follow its own rules of time travel, and it didn't follow the MCU rules for time travel, and how variants would work if you're clipping, if you're pruning the altered timeline right after it alters, then technically you shouldn't have a female Loki. Technically. Unless there was one moment in time where he, he, he changed into Sylvie, and then... He went had a choice to decide to stay as Sylvie or not as Sylvie, and then the, the choice to stay as Sylvie, that's the alternate timeline, and then get to get pruned. I don't know. The point being is- Loki they, still brings, breaks my brain. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't, because it, I don't think they even knew to stick to their own rules. That's why uh -huh. variants don't make any sense on automatically pruned timelines. And time travel is a bullshit concept in any fiction to me, period, oh. personally. Like, it never works. It breaks- rules it's on uh, it breaks its own rules and it can be lazy i like endgame i like endgame if it subscribes to the same rules as harry potter prisoner of azkaban rules which is any time travel already happened in the first place that's okay, the only okay. way you don't affect the timeline which is what endgame was that's, trying uh, to do. 12 monkeys is okay my, my version oh of that. yeah 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 right good, yeah good Good reference. Uh, I've never seen 12 Monkeys, but the point being oh, is it's, it's always a cyclical, it, it, they, they yeah. cross back into it, an, into itself. Yeah, that makes can sense. Can I spoil 12 Monkeys for you? Yeah, okay. Uh, it's Bruce an old Willis, one. <laughs> yeah, it, it, at this point, you have, right. you should have seen it. Right. Um, Bruce Willis, his character is haunted by this childhood trauma of seeing this guy um, shot in an airport when he was a kid. Yeah. And over the course of the movie, you find out that he is that guy. Right. Bruce right. Willis is the guy. And that who makes got sense shocked. with time travel. Prisoner of Azkaban does that with the rock against the window, and mm. everything still happens. They don't change the timeline, which is why I hate Cursed Child, because Cursed Child does not follow the rules of time travel, and thus it doesn't make any sense. Uh, I mean, there are a lot of reasons I, to hate Cursed Child. Right. Right. <laughs> J.K. So Rowling, sure. the moment she, she didn't kill Harry, she lost it. I agree. Oh. She should have killed Harry Potter. She's setting she's setting up the whole book for Harry to die and then chickened out at the last moment. I don't Absolutely. I don't care so much about that personally. I mm. eh, I mean it's 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 it, it, it is the way I don't mind that he died. It's just that she's that was her intention and she set it up and then chickened out and didn't do anything to change it. Right. You just like, oh, but he did his heart stopped. Like one of those bullshit, like if your heart stops at midnight, it counts that you died. Like it takes you out <clears> every <throat> single time this yeah. team takes me out. It makes no sense. It's built into that and then literally cowardly way out of it. I yeah, yeah every time. Talking about heart yeah. stopping. Uh uh, and I'm not gonna talk about much about that. Fear Street, <laughs> the Fear Street trilogy on Netflix. I nobody talks about it. It's you don't even have to Fear like Street? Yeah, you don't even like to have to like horror. It it's is a slasher yeah. movie. They are three slasher movies, but they're not. There is so much subtext and nuance to the Fear Street trilogy. Uh, we don't have to talk about it. I'm just saying, like, if we're talking 2021, Fear Street trilogy, mm. like, is a must-watch on Netflix. Like, that's I, what I think. Can. I think Fear Street, everyone always kind of talks about, like, what Marvel's done to change like the movie industry with yeah. like everyone trying to build their own universes and da, da, yeah. da, da, da. I think really fear street is what the lasting thing that Marvel did is because fear streets, three movies telling one story. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's the serialization It's used. It's utilizing movies as serialization yeah. and like codifying that. Cause yeah. Marvel's also not the first person. Like there's um, like 
other people like Tarantino was building his own universe in his, in his movies before. Yeah. There's a lot of European You're directors. Right. Uh, the the uh, Truffaut, um, the 400 Blows. He has like a whole character who he follows for like seven movies that are kind of connected, but not really. And but I think that's what Marvel's really done. And I think Fear Street's like the thing that's like this is what's going to be impacted. This is what's going to last. Yeah, uh, I'm yeah. going to check that out. Uh, can I just shout out one last thing that yeah. I would be remiss but not to mention the best? Uh, yeah. Just Arcane. I watched it literally two days ago. I binged the whole thing. It's fantastic. It's a League of Legends property, but you don't need to be at all familiar with it. I'm not familiar with it. I don't care about or care for League of Legends, but it's a great show. It's the most blown away I've been by 3D animation since Spider-Verse, which- Yeah, I, is, I've heard nothing, but, like I need to watch it because I've heard nothing but amazing same. things about the animation. Fantastic, same. great yeah. political drama, delicious tragedy. It It's fantastic. And I think it definitely deserves all the praise that it's all garnered. Right. Question, tragedy at the end or throughout? Throughout. Okay. Throughout, yeah. All right. Um, as uh, uh, we wrap things up, thank you guys so much for coming on the show, JJ, Trevor, Mike. Uh, obviously, it's a whole year of content that like we're not going to be able to touch on, and <laughs> right. like it's uh, it's like oh, and then there's four of us, and it's 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 always crazy. Whenever we do these year end wrap ups, it's always much. crazy. Um, but Superman wanted, and Lois. Superman uh, and Lois. Forget Superman about Lois. Was great. <laughs> Superman and Lois. So good. Just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Especially after Justice League, like. If you want good Superman, like actual super, yeah, Superman and Lois. Yeah. Uh, thank you guys so much for coming. Thank you to everybody out there who are watching. We had a good amount of people watching us on the live stream. Uh, live stream awesome. went well. And then we will be releasing the podcast. Uh, for anyone watching this and wants to uh, watch the full thing, whoever just stopped by, uh, watch our, uh, listen to our podcast, this episode, previous episodes on um, uh, wherever you get your podcast. So Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Play, and iHeartRadio. And then also follow us on social media at The Keeg Show on TikTok, Instagram, even Twitter. We're even on Twitter. Uh, we're also on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch. Volume.com slash The Keeg Show is our main streaming platform, but we were also streaming to Twitch earlier today. Uh, but before we get going, um, I want to ask you guys one by one, uh, if you want to uh, uh, tell us your social media, where we can find you, if you got anything coming up, any plugs that you want to do. JJ, where can we find you? Um, I'm on TikTok. That's where I make all my content. Uh, Cat Lady JJ. I talk about Star Wars a lot. <laughs> Marvel, VCU, uh, books, you name it. Um, just anything comes up to my mind. So I'm planning on doing maybe a little bit of cosplay in 2022. I'm trying to figure something out. I got my first lightsaber, which Ooh. was very epic for me yeah <laughs> so there's there's some things cooking so uh, that's the only social media i use it's the only one that doesn't make me want to blow my brains out yet so <laughs> you can find me on tiktok that's fair uh, JJ. jj you do great content so uh thank you thank you you know thank you for that thank you for JJ having is, me again <laughs> jj is your lightsaber your own personal color or a, a color serving a, your cosplay it's gonna be uh, color serving my cosplay and my favorite. So. Okay. Well, ooh. What's the color? What color is your blade? What color oh, is your kyber crystal? Red. I am Sith mm. all oh. the way because we don't have enough Sith stories, and I am like pushing and promoting yeah. and getting it out there. We we need Sith stories. I'm a huge fan of uh, old legends like Bane and Revan and Dartrea and uh, yeah. So okay, okay. Um, uh, uh, thank you, JJ, so much for coming on the show. And I'm love. I, I 
I, I want to see that cosplay, you know? I'm working on it. I'm yeah. waiting for the stupid belt that's been shipping for two months. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, Trevor, where can we find you? What do you got coming up? Any plugs that you want to do? Uh, 2022 nope. is your oyster, man. Yeah. Um, if you're in LA, um, I do a lot of work with uh, 66th Theater Company. Uh, we're based at a, um, the Lee Strasberg Institute in uh, West Hollywood. And we got a bunch of cool stuff. I, we have a storytelling show, I think, in like uh, two weeks, something like that. I think cool. not next Friday, but the Friday after. Um, so if you're in L.A. for that, check that out. Uh, I'm on uh, at uh, Trevor Copter on all social media. So you can check me out there. Um, my content is just about my life. I need to be doing more specific uh, commentary stuff like everyone yeah. else is doing. Hey, when you when you <laughs> finally get your TikTok like up and like you know full steam ahead, let us know, and I'll give you All a right. little I TikTok icon on the screen right there. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I do have it up. It, you can't find me. It's just there's nothing there. Okay. So, <laughs> so any make, value? Make something and let us know. <laughs> All right. Yeah. First, your first uh, da -da 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 yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah. You gotta learn. Uh, <laughs> Oh, God, I have no rhythm. I, I, crap. Why am I doing something that? Something like that. I don't know. Uh, it's a steering wheel? Is that what it is? Anyway. I, I think so, yeah. I think that's what it's supposed to mimic. Anyway, uh, Mike, thank you so much. Where can we find you? What do you got coming up for 2022? Uh, yes, I am primarily on TikTok, where I am Mike Funny Boy. That's boy with an I. You can also find me on YouTube, which I am trying to start up. Uh, I'm actually scripting a video about Arcane right now because I liked it that much. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter and Instagram where I post much less frequently, but hey, maybe I'll post some, maybe you'll think it's cool. All platforms, that's Mike Funny Boy, boy with an I. Thank you awesome. very much. Awesome. Uh, I, 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 I can't state how much people out there should be following you guys on whatever. Uh, maybe not Trevor's TikTok yet, but you know, on his other stuff. <laughs> Follow me on uh, Instagram. I got commentary about the day. There we go, Trevor Copter, everybody. But like, all three of you guys are awesome people. I love having you guys on the show. Uh, uh, you guys uh, bring uh, an amazing quality and analysis to everything, and you guys are just fun people, which is uh, which is super cool. So thank you guys so much uh, for being a part of this. Um, anyone out there? Uh, 2022 is, is going to be an awesome year. 2020, 2021, crazy years. But 2022, it's definitely our years. It's definitely your guys' years. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, if you feel like uh, donating a little bit to the Keeg Live or the Keeg in general uh, to help us do some more shows and, and whatnot, I have some big plans for the Keeg. Uh, we have a Patreon at patreon.com slash the Keeg Show. Uh, we're going to be doing Keeg merchandise uh, specifically for Patreon subscribers. So if you want a Keeg shirt or some cool Keeg merch, uh, uh, definitely sign up for Patreon. Um, but there's, you know, as long as you just stay tuned and watch our shows, that's also, uh, you know, good enough here. So thank you guys so much for for being a part of this, JJ, Trevor, Mike. Thank you thank to everybody you. out there watching, uh, wherever you guys are watching the live streams or listening to us on our podcast. Uh, yeah, once again, I'm your host, Dimitri Pereira, and this has been the Keeg Live talking about the best of 2021. Take care, everybody. Peace out.